The best team in college football, the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, that stings to say it. Uh, it does. It does. It hurts. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, Alabama, so. Alabama had their chance, and uh, they let that one slip away. Uh, when you look at last Monday, we thought Washington would put up a little bit bigger fight, but we've got bigger things in Tuscaloosa to talk about. And, and we're going to dive into a couple of different things today. Uh, Kevin Steele retiring uh, last night via Chris Lowe. We will feature Chris Lowe coming up at uh, 3.30. The guy that broke the story, Chris Lowe, ESPN. So we'll talk with Chris coming up, and uh, we'll have a chance to uh, let him kind of tell us uh, what he knows from the University of Alabama, not just from Kevin Steele retiring, but I almost think when you step back and you think about a guy that has coached and meant so much to the University of Alabama on three different stints, but it's also uh, what he was able to accomplish this year. So uh, Alabama will now have its third defensive coordinator. Who will that be? Now, I go back to California. And I think one of the benefits when you go on the road and you have these bowl participation media days, you get a chance to talk with anybody and everybody. Uh, if, if you have an hour, so you are limited. It's not like it's, you know, just unlimited interview after interview after interview. Uh, but there was a lengthy line for a couple of different guys. Kevin Steele was one of those. I did not get a chance to talk with Kevin Steele, but we had talked with him uh, just a couple of days ago in the media availability. Uh, did interview Tommy Reese, but also interviewed T-Rob. And I walked away going out of all the coaches that I interviewed. I interviewed Coach Wolf, uh, interviewed Tommy Reese, uh, interviewed um, Robert Bala as well. Uh, but when I walked away from T-Rob, it was probably one of the most impressive interviews that I can remember with an assistant coach. I guess Burton Burns would be another guy that was just always one of those guys that always blew me away uh, when you sat down the way that they talked football. Uh, T-Rob is a guy that now becomes an immediate candidate, right? Kevin Steele, uh Leaves college football, uh, wow, 13 years in the SEC, as we said, three different stints here at the University of Alabama. And you almost wonder, you almost ask the question. I know Lane Kiffin threw out some stingers back in September, October about who was really calling the defense. Well, Kevin Steele was asked about that just a couple of days ago out in California. And he said, I think we all know who the defensive coordinator is at the University of Alabama. It's the guy that's won seven national titles. And he's referring to Nick Saban. Now, that's an easy way to answer that question, and it's also a way that you can bypass it. But how involved was T-Rob in this play calling now? Now, when you look at Auburn and looking at T-Rob, could they try to slip in? Now, let let that kind of sink in just a couple of minutes, and you say, well, how does that involve everything? Well, when you look at uh, knowing the system, uh, I think T-Rob – now, obviously, that's his alma mater across the state. I get that. But it, that that doesn't seem to be a lot of job stability over there. And if you spend time in Tuscaloosa with well, the length of time that he has spent, 
you would almost think that that would be a quick projection to becoming a head coach. So when you look at the the conversation, also a recruiter, and uh, there's also a very important piece of the puzzle by the name of Ryan Williams uh, that he has been a huge part of. So you don't want to lose him in any capacity. So I think it automatically just almost makes sense to T-Rob to be uplifted in that defensive coordinator spot. So hopefully uh, Chris Lowe can fill us in at 330. Uh, If there's any other names out there, yeah, we've heard a ton, right? You've heard tons out there. Uh, Now, Alabama, with this many vacancies, do you have an additional part of this staff? Does T-Rob want to make some adjustments? Because if it is his defense and he's the defensive coordinator, do you want to add some other pieces there? We've talked about veteran coaches. And then I want to ask the question, because now we have ended the college football playoffs, right? This part of this era of college football playoffs. When you look at the game will become harder. It will become harder to win. You, It's all by design, right? We wanted this to prevent teams from going on this big run in college football. We wanted teams to not win back-to-back. We wanted teams to not do what George has done for the last couple of years, what Alabama did, you know, what, three out of five, four out of five, uh, three out of – you know, two out of three. Just look at all the numbers. When you look at, depends on which year you looked at, uh, back-to-back national titles. A lot of this was by design. So asking the question, you know, because if you would have asked me, I thought this year, when you get to the playoffs, that Alabama would be able to uh, to win a national title. They were not able to. When you look at the future, how many of you think's left in the old Nick Saban tank? Like if you walked in Vegas, Noah immediately puts up two. No, you didn't even think about that. I mean, you just said automatically two. So you think there's two national titles for Nick Saban left in the tank? I think at least two, but I, I feel confident in two. You feel confident in two. Does that mean, okay, with, with that being said, how many years do you think he can coach? Five? Okay, so you say two. Man, What? And if you can win two out of five in this current structure that we're headed to, that is a big accomplishment, huge accomplishment. Um, where would you be at? Noah said two. Um, I was going to lean because I just I think it's going to become it's going to become harder. It's going to become tough. Um, I definitely think there's one more left in the tank. I don't know if I would be at two yet because I want to see an adjustment. Um, we've watched Nick Saban work with elite talent. Parity's here. It's here. I mean, college football, it, it's it's a booger bear when you talk about uh, the advantage that Alabama once had. The talent level and the talent gap, it has narrowed. I'm saying not saying Alabama's not always going to have the, the superior talent. It's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying when you think about Alabama to where they were at, just pick a, pick a year, uh, 2016, 2017. Draw it out of, the, out of the sky and go, look, look at the talent level there and look at it now. Because of the transfer portal, because of – the NIL pay for play. Let's just call it what it is. Can we can we quit dancing around name, image, and likeness? We call it name, image, and likeness, but it's just pay for play. I mean, it, that's what it is. Uh, I remember so many different people trying to educate me on name, image, and likeness, and uh, I said, "Come on!" I mean, it, what what is it? It's fake NIL. Well, now it's pay for play, and you heard Nick Saban just a couple of days ago say that on Pat McAfee's show on ESPN Radio. It is pay for play. That's what it is. So where would you be at? So we'll ask you when you look at the coaches. Um, man, I've received a lot of messages in the last 24 hours. No, probably 20 hours because we got off the air. And within the hour that we were, I was driving home, 
uh, we get the news that Kevin Steele uh, retiring at the age of 66. We'll talk with Chris Lowe, who broke that story. We'll talk to Mike Dettelier coming up in just a couple of minutes. T-Town, Tide 100.9, 12.30, WTBC. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. DreamlandBBQ.com, Dreamland Barbecue. Since 1958, Coach Brown arrived at the University of Alabama. So did Dreamland with Big Daddy's Barbecue Hickory Smoke Ribs. If you're talking about catering for that big tailgate or maybe it's just that family gathering or that small office party, you can do it at either location. You can also order online. Carry out, curbside pickup, delivery are now available. It is DreamlandBBQ.com. We do our score prediction every Tuesday and Wednesday made possible by dreamland that wonderful hickory smoke barbecue ribs how about the big daddy barbecue sandwich those wings are underrated they're one of the best in town you'll find them there how about those barbecue baked potatoes absolutely either location in our immediate area tuscaloosa and the original location there off jug factory road downtown northport dreamland ain't nothing like them nowhere Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy, windy, and colder this afternoon. The chance of a few sprinkles through the evening hours. Temperatures falling into the mid-40s this afternoon. Clearing late tonight below 32. A brighter day tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high at 49. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 49 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The longest-running sports show in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. I hear the train coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since. I don't know when. You know, there's one thing that we're going to be able to count on. Mike has done this for several years. He's always given us the truth. We were not able to catch up with him last week on my end. Uh, I was trying to make my way back to uh, Tuscaloosa. Uh, we're going to ask Mike to recap Alabama-Michigan from his perspective. He's a guy that's uh, always not sugar-coated things. He's just been uh, very transparent with us. We're going to ask him about the game last night, and then we'll ask him about some other things happening in the league. Mike Dettelier, WWL, the big 870. Mike, I hope all is well. Welcome into the game in Tuscaloosa. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate it. Mike, let's go back to last Monday. Alabama, Michigan, uh, what went wrong for the person <laughs> Todd? Missed opportunities. Uh, you know, you, man, miscues on the offensive side of the football. You knew what Michigan was going to do. I mean, <laughs> the one thing with Jim, and I give him full credit, he has adopted a little bit more to the passing game, but you know what you're going to get. He's going to try to shove it down your throat. And I thought Alabama had some opportunities that slipped away uh, from them. <clears throat> the offensive line play um, and didn't match up well against Michigan. Didn't. And uh, they, they were able to collapse that pocket real quickly on Jalen and didn't give him an opportunity to take off running where he was really dangerous uh, out into the open field. I thought it was a great game plan uh, by Michigan defensively. Uh, again, some of the offensive line woes that we've seen periodically in almost every game uh, with Alabama showed up against Michigan. So I, I really thought Alabama would win that game. I really did. And they had an opportunity. 
But, uh, man, especially early on, Michigan was not playing well. It just didn't kind of make hay when you had a chance to. You almost think about that interception, that first play of the game from J.J. McCarthy. Yep. Uh, if he doesn't step out of bounds, because that's the difference in the momentum, right? If you've got it, uh, keep it. If you don't, find a way to get it. Uh, Alabama, by that one play, it was almost like they were getting a second chance of life. Yeah, and, you know, again, with Michigan, if they fall behind, it's difficult for them to come back. Uh, that passing game is is good, but it's not great or very good. And so they, you're taking them out of the lane of traffic, of, of they feel more comfortable. They want to run the ball and just pound you and pound you. Uh, it's, it's old school football. It's what Harbaugh is known for, and they were able to, to get it done. And in crucial moments, Michigan made a few more plays than Alabama, to be honest. I mean, that they broke down to that. They, they, they just made a few more uh, plays in the critical spots. Mike, where can Jalen Milrow, as a quarterback, take that next step, in your opinion? I think, one, getting a little bit more comfortable throwing the medium, longer-range throws from the pocket. I, I do think that it kind of reminds me a little bit of what happened with Jaden uh, a year ago, and he really worked on that. And, and he told me at least three times during the summer that sometimes he just he didn't trust himself. And he said, I had experience at Arizona State, but not with these receivers now that I'm at LSU. But I'm at LSU. I think the experience that Bill got certainly is a plus. But where I'd like to see him work is working on his medium range to deeper game. Or I think he could really excel because he's got a rifle. Man, he can put the ball out there. But just maybe a little bit more touch with it, maybe showing a little bit more patience, not trying to get out of that pocket as fast. Uh, and certain times I think he bailed out. Uh, old friend Joe Clark, who, uh, man, he coached. He was the uh, backup quarterback to the, in the Cleveland Browns when Otto Graham was playing in the 50s. He lived next door to me Man, I passed away two summers ago. He would always say, you know, a, a guy like Jaden Daniels or, or Jalen Milrow, they, they sort of bolters. And I get that. Um, I was younger. They always had a lot of horses. Grew up in that, that part of the country uh, with, you know, cattle and, and horses. And there was always one that was skittish uh, and could really run. And so, if you got close to them, they were taken off. They would bolt out of there. And so, I, I get what he meant by that. And a lot of times, I think, uh, with Milrow, he, he was bailing out quickly. And sometimes walking right into the teeth of pressure. So, working on his medium to long game. It, I think it made all the difference in the world with Jane Daniels a year ago. Last summer. I think it made... Every bit the difference in his play. And I feel the same way toward Milro. 
Mike, let me ask you about Jim Harbaugh last night, uh, able to capture the national title. Your big reaction from last night's championship game? The last game you'll see him coach at Michigan. Um, well, that was I my, that was my second question after this, but you already <laughs> jumped ahead of me. Okay, go for it. Let it yeah, run. Yeah, I think, you know, Tim Brando and I were talking about this yesterday. Well, boy, when the NCAA is after you, they after you. Yeah, if you, you know, get they, in they, their crosshairs, you're, you're over. It's it's done. Yeah, it, yeah and, and he knows it. And he knows it, and he can feel it. Uh, we saw it happen at Southern Cal a few years back when Pete Carroll – you know, in his son, kind of final years there, they were after him. They got him. Ole Miss, similar. LSU basketball with Will Wade. Will was a little bit out front about it. And, you know, he kind of wore the, the cloak and, and did it with honor. American gangster. And he was proud of it. But they got after him, and they, they went after him. So, uh, you know, he knows it's, it's over for him at Michigan. I thought he pieced together a very good game plan. Ryan, I put this out on my Twitter site last night that when you have a team, a very talented basketball on grass team, and that's what Washington is, very talented, but they basketball on grass, and they meet up with a kick-ass physical team, okay, you ain't going to win a lot of them battles. You're not going to win. And Michigan beat them up front, put a lot of pressure on Penix. And I was really impressed with Michigan's open field tackling skills. They, they didn't get a lot of yak yardage last night. Hey, you know, those receivers for Washington, they caught the ball, they went down. And, and Penix was just off, and I think on pressure. And pressure breaks the pipe. And you saw last night, Michigan's pressure had him high on every throw. And I, I do know this from working with quarterbacks for so long. That high throw means he's not setting his feet. He's, he's arm throwing it. He's not setting up and making that throw. And it caught up with him. But anytime, you know, it doesn't work every time. But I would say nine out of ten. You meet up with a talented, very physical, but you in the mouth type team and a basketball on grass team, that physicality is going to win. People don't like to hear it because they love to see pitch and catch. They love to see all this go on. And it, it is fun to watch. But you're talking about championship teams? What do we remember, especially – in those early years with Coach Saban, didn't Alabama have a, have a team similar to that? Absolutely they did. Sure. Man, they loaded up the boot and they kicked you and kicked you and kicked you, you know, until, you know, something came out the other end. And that's what Harbaugh's team was able to do last night. Now, the score was no indication of it in the fourth quarter because they, they sort of couldn't make hay with certain situations. Man, once they broke the gate, it was all over. And, boy, they got after Penix. Hey, they got after him. And, and he was doing his best. But where was Washington's running game? Okay, those to show that piece of the puzzle with Dylan Johnson, Mississippi young man who left Mississippi State to go to uh, Washington, really good football player. But he was, he was hurt. I mean, you know, he was maybe 60 
75 to 70% in that game at best. And they, they couldn't get nothing going in Michigan. 154 yards rushing in the first quarter. Oh, man. Ryan, that, that's total domination. And, uh, Mike, but if this still works, why does teams go away from it? Why do, why do coaches go away from it? Do they get caught up in a trap? Yeah, I, I think so. And also, too, 707 has changed yes, the thinking of a lot of coaches. It really, really has. And, and now, listen, I'm a part of it here uh, down here in Louisiana. We got a ton of it going on. And uh, it's just you got to have a certain mindset to do it. And there's so many receivers uh, and flex tight ends that you can build the team around. And I, I know one thing, the running back position, is sort of getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> KFC here. And years ago, the line for running backs were long. Today, that's not necessarily the case. But receivers, I can feel you have two school buses full, you know, uh, of, of those guys type players. Everybody wants to play receiver today. And I think you have a better brand of quarterback. A more experienced, a better passer coming out of high school than at any other time in the history of prep football. So it's, it's built for you to throw the football for, uh, much, much more. But, you know, I think about something, this conversation with Lane Kiffin a few years back, and he was like, you know, everybody talks about me being a guy that throws the ball all around the field. But you know who's – been one of the leaders in rushing the football last couple of years in the SEC. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. <laughs> okay. You know, and, and he would laugh about it. That how the hell I got that reputation? I was like, no, you sort of put gas in the fire on that. Uh, but just because of his flair for Alabama football. I think he brought Nick Saban uh, much more into the modern of pro-type, throw the football, spread the field out, and and develop those receivers and quarterbacks, and you get a better brand of it. You get a better talent today than ever before, Ryan. Uh, it's, I know in my lifetime, I, I don't remember another time that you get skilled players that they come out of high school and they can play as freshmen. I'm not saying they can start, but they can play. And that South of Wars, man, it all starts to click for them. So, uh, man, Jim has started the outlier with that. He really is. And, and he does throw the football much more uh, than probably he ever would, would want to admit that he does. But, you know, when he was – I think he's one of the few coaches that I can say He does, as quirky as he is, and he is that, he relates to players today. And other than Jimmy Johnson, name me another guy who won big in college football and was successful in the NFL. Dick didn't do it. Spurrier didn't do it. Few and far between those guys. What would you say, Pete Carroll? Uh, but you see, Pete started in the NFL. Sure, he did. Yeah, right. Remember, Pete? Pete got fired. 
And Pete will tell you, man, I was so good they fired me twice before, before I got in Seattle. And then he, you know, he hit pay dirt at, at Southern Cal, which I've, I've always wondered why they couldn't win there. Man, there's so many players there and so much talent in that California area. And, um, you know, but, but Pete actually started in the pros and then jumped to the colleges and then been, uh, went back to the pros. So, uh, but you know, you look at Pete, he's sort of unorthodox too in how he coaches. Uh, he's the flip of uh, not many people dislike. If you met Pete Carroll, you would like him, Ryan. I mean, he's, he's a very likable guy. Uh, I've had people that really know, uh, Harbaugh, but don't really care for him personally. Mike, where do you see Jim Harbaugh fitting into the NFL? Like, where, where would you keep your eye on if you're trying to connect the dots? Man, if the money's right, I would go to Los Angeles with the Chargers. I got a quarterback. I got a couple of really good young receivers. Uh, I've got a pretty good roster there. I, I didn't think the Chargers are tough, to be honest with you. And that's what he could he could do. He could get them to be a tough team. Uh, the other team to watch would be Las Vegas uh, because of the fact that um, there's some money there. It's a growing area. He could have a lot of control. And um, where did Tom Brady go to school? Sure. Michigan, sure. right? He did. And guess who's a minority or will eventually be a minority owner of uh, the Raiders? Okay, so there's some connections there. I, I would look at back west, and, you know, he had great success at San Diego, uh, certainly at Stanford, and that program was down and out uh, when Harbaugh took over. Then he goes to San Francisco. A lot of people felt, man, you know, that, that was sort of going to be a quicksand team, and he quickly got them turned around. I did a really nice job uh, with the 49ers. He did not get along. With the GM of the 40, of 49ers at that time, Trent Bauke, who's now in Jacksonville. And then, you know, the owner had to make a decision. What do you, what do you do? And he went with Bauke instead of keeping Harbaugh. And look what he's done at Michigan uh, and able to, to get, and, and it was a rough road maybe early, but boy, once he got his footing, he was really something. So I would look at certainly the Chargers and the Raiders. I can't see him going to Carolina. I see people trying to tie that. Man, you talk about two explosive personalities. David Tepper, um, you know, is worth about $25 billion today. But, man, he he's live wire, no insulation. And I think Jim's a little bit like that. I think he's a little bit of a live wire. No insulation guy, too. Look at the engineer uh, term you dropped in there, Mike. I, I like it. I like it. <laughs> and, man, you, when those two personalities start to get at it, you may have some friction there. Uh, I think Mark Davis or um, even the Spanos family, uh, who have been notoriously cheap. But, man, how can you be cheap in the NFL with the money you make? Good gracious. I mean, there is some family issues there with uh, the, you know, the sister and the brother all sort of fighting over control of the uh, charges. But, man, that's a lot of money NFL-wise 
man, ten, eleven million dollars to pay him as a coach. Uh, that that shouldn't you shouldn't bat an eye at. Mike Alabama's looking for a defensive coordinator. Kevin Steele uh, retiring after one season in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, uh, I, I always thought that that was sort of the bridge to the next guy. Uh, Kevin, at what he's sixty six. Yes. At this point, that that was going to be a bridge move, and uh, I even spoke to Pete Jenkins about it. And he, he said, "Mike, I, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think Kevin is going to stay a long time there." He said, I don't know about one year, but he said, yeah, one or two. And he said, I think that would be the maximum. And so, um, you know, you're back on the search for a defensive coordinator. If I'm a young defensive coordinator, uh, I can turn this into a head coaching spot real quick. You know, uh, if I have success at Alabama, which you should with the talent, they've been able to recruit and develop. Uh, So, I don't have a name in particular to throw at you. Well, Tavares uh, Robinson, I think, is the easy choice. Uh, he's already here. He's an up-and-coming superstar, I think, in the coaching industry. Uh, and I'm not exactly sure if his handprints, footprints, uh, wouldn't all over this defense to start with. I know Lane kind of had those allegations back in, uh, I think it was October, where he said, uh, I don't think that's Kevin Steele's defense. Now, I think Lane was trolling a little bit. But as we look back now, maybe there was I more meat Lane, on that ball. Right. I think Lane's right. I think he's right. And so let's see if that, that happens. And it's people you're familiar with. It, it's similar to here at LSU. They went and get Blake. And, you know, he had been here a year at LSU with Coach O. But, you know, he's played it with Tulane. He was a defensive coordinator at Miami of Florida, Louisiana Tech. And look what he did with Missouri. I think they were one ten. Uh, in total defense, and I think he got him into the mid-30s. Uh, so, you know, you're familiar with someone, and you go back at it uh, to see. But, and that's, again, it's a commuter world of coaching today, a constant movement. And, you know, with Nick, he's got a lot of tentacles now, too. You know, when he opens them arms, man, he's connected to a lot of different people in this world. And so... uh you're probably right. You got a better read on it than I would, but um, it'll be interesting to see what else gets added to the staff at Alabama. Got it. Got it. Hey, Mike, I uh, just want to say thanks again, man, as always, for being a part of our show. I know you guys have got a lot of things uh, on your plate. What's the latest on the defensive coordinator on LSU? Well, uh, you know, again, they made the move. A lot of people said they wouldn't do it, but, you know, they brought in Blake, who was at University of Missouri. And, uh, again, all those ties uh, with LSU. He, he married a young lady uh, who was an all-SEC soccer player at LSU. She's from Mandeville. You know, he's coached, like I said, that one year with Coach O. And um, also, too, he was at Louisiana Tech. He knows the players here. Played his college football. He's a linebacker at Tulane. So I, I think Blake will do a good job. I think what everybody's waiting on is the staff uh, that Blake can put together here. But uh, he's a really good young coach, 41 years old. And I know Coach O had told me, Mike, one day he's going to be a head coach in college football. He said, I think I think of him that much uh, that he can be a head coach in, in college football. So 
uh, Blake Baker, you know, got the job, and we'll we'll see about the staff. I think they would like to get Bo Davis. That might be really difficult, really, really difficult. Hey, but to climb if, if, if I was Bo's agent, Mike, I'd just say, you know what, I want a bidding war. Uh, Alabama, LSU, Texas, who wants to pay the most amount of money? Because, yeah, I mean, and, and I'm sure his name Bo's, comes up there as much as it does here because it, it's like every day. Yeah, and Bo's son plays at Southeastern Louisiana. Okay, okay. And so that, that, there's still a little bit of connection here with him in Louisiana. It's been numerous times. Uh, and that's his alma mater. Day. I mean, that, that's his alma mater. you gotta, got to connect. Yeah, and, but still, man, dead presidents printed on paper catch your attention. And no state tax in Texas. Ooh, I forgot okay? about that. Yeah, that's another. So, you know, when you when you kind of divvying everything up, you can see where it's going to take a great offer uh, to get – Bo to leave Texas uh, to to go somewhere else, and I think he he's, he had told me I feel very comfortable there, and and like you said, I'm I'm the head coach of the defensive line, and he he was like you know other places that wasn't really the case. He always had others involved uh, with his defensive line. So, and man, there's a lot of talent in that t- state of Texas. Good gracious, um, a big man. So we'll we'll see what happens with Bo, but. I think he would certainly be the first choice uh, for Blake Baker if he could get a defensive line coach. The problem is prying him away uh, from Texas. Mike Dettelier, have an awesome show this afternoon. I really appreciate you for being a part of our show, man. Have a great day. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. Uh, Mike Dettelier helping us out there. We'll talk to Chris Lowe in the 3 o'clock hour, 3.30. We'll take phone calls until then. We'll go Paul and Lincoln, Robert in Birmingham, Robert in Mobile. Uh, what do you think about the defense coordinator spot at Alabama? And then what do you think about my question? You think it's one more, two more, three more? Uh, also, I've added a very special guest, Noah. A very special guest. This young, this young man, I was about to say young, um, a little bit older than I am. Antonio Langham will join us at 4 o'clock. We will salute him for being in the College Football Hall of Fame. Antonio Langham will join us at 4 o'clock. Uh, just got selected yesterday to be nominated and enshrined into the College Football Hall of Fame. Will be the 23rd overall Alabama player. We'll talk with Antonio at 4 o'clock. Tide 100.9, WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Coming up next on the Stingray Show. The Alabama men's basketball team and Nate Oates takes on South Carolina on Tuesday evening right here on Tide 100.9 at 6 o'clock. And because of that basketball game, there will be no Stingray show on Tuesday evening. We will return with our normally scheduled time on Wednesday evening when we will be interviewing a former Ole Miss player. So no Stingray show on Tuesday. We will see you guys on Wednesday in a big roll tide for men's basketball. Tune into the Stingray Show Wednesday night from 6 to 7 p.m. on Tide 100.9. At the see at Midtown, TJ Thomas. He's the Nick David of pharmacists. And if your pharmacist doesn't have an Alabama shirt on, you don't want him. 205-752-0627. Sterile compounding facility, the only sterile compounding facility here in T-Town and West Alabama. All the compounding needs, the retail side. If you're looking for a pharmacy, many of those have closed here in West Alabama, and you're looking to transfer your prescriptions, PharmacyMidtown.com. PharmacyMidtown.com, conveniently located right there at the back of Midtown. You'll find the pharmacy at Midtown a huge part of our show. 
Find Tide on Twitter at Tide 109 to keep up with show announcements, guests, and our reporters in the field. Saluting and supporting those former players. Uh, Antonio Langham will join us at 4 o'clock. Chris Lowe at 3.30. And uh, we'll dive into a lot of different things here. We'll take your phone calls, 205-342-9904, 205-342-9904. Let's go to Paul and Lincoln. Paul, I thought it was ironic what you said yesterday, and then little did we know we'd be talking about him as possible new defensive coordinator at the University of Alabama. I hope all is well. It uh, it. My, how things have changed the last 24 hours. Um, you're right. We I mean, you discussed the fact that, uh, you didn't want to lose, uh, T-Rob off the staff because of that connection with Ryan Williams. I, I listen, I understand he's one recruit, uh, but he's at least on paper and from the, the, the video I have seen, this kid is a generational type. Uh, receiver and we don't have a lot of those on our roster right now Ryan would you agree absolutely yeah so it's 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 very it's imperative that we hang on to uh Ryan Williams and, and, and I l- think- let's connect the dots too Paul because maybe some people may or may not know Ryan Williams is the young man who reclassified uh there out of Sarah Land and uh, he's just all world when you look at uh, the receiver talent. He's being recruited by two different guys, uh, T-Rob and Holloman Wiggins. Right, right, right. And there's a connection. There's a connection between his dad and T-Rob. They were at, at, they were at Lee County together. Um, now, uh, <laughs> I know uh, T-Rob is a, is a Boog alumnus, but uh, he's working for Alabama now. And I think he's done a, 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 a great job the last two seasons, especially this year with that secondary. Plus, he's a he's an ace recruiter, and uh, I know I know he wasn't the main recruiter for for Ryan Williams. It was it was Holloman Wiggins, um, and I think that general general area down there was Kevin Kevin Steele's area, uh, but Wiggins was the primary recruiter. But the connection. The connection is with T. Rob, so uh, I'm with you. I, I hope I, I, I hope that T. Rob gets gets a shot, whether it be a D coordinator, maybe a, 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 certainly a raise, and a, a, maybe a, a more of a, a status position if it's not DC, which I, I think it's going to. I think. And I could be totally wrong. I, I think it just makes sense, Paul. It just makes sense, Paul. Sure it does. It, it, sure it's, it does. This is not one of those when you think about last year where Nick Saban, you know, almost hired Todd Grantham. Uh, th- this seems to be this one's easy. And I'll, I'll be very curious to hear if, if Chris Lowe says there's other options, if there's, you know, if there's somebody else that you would keep an eye on. I know DJ Durkin's been another guy that's been thrown around here quite a bit, but, uh, and and you almost yeah. wonder, Paul, did Lane Kiffin was he telling the truth? Well, he uh Lane's not shy about putting things out there, uh, whether it be the media, social, you know, social media, whatever. Uh I, I and I don't think he just shoots from the hip. 
I think he saw something. Again, this is just my opinion. I, I think he saw something uh, that maybe told him that um, Coach Steele, although he was the DC, the D coordinator in title, maybe uh, he saw something that made him think different. And, and he said, he said such, you know, he said such. And, uh, but uh, regardless, um, I think, um, I, I, you know, I think, and listen, there's more than, there, there's, there's what, four? Is there four? There's an outside linebackers coach. There's a DC now. There's a wide receivers coach, and there's a special teams coach. And I don't know if you'll add that to a position coach, but uh, you've got at least three or four positions open right now as we speak on the on the Alabama staff. Yeah, and also so. keep your eye on Robert Bala. I think he's interviewing as well. So he's. I I said it yesterday. And this was not what I was talking about with Kevin Steele retiring. I had no scoop on that whatsoever. But I did say that I expect more changes on that coaching staff. And I don't think that's being it, it, being smart. That's just me being common sense. Uh, I, it's, I, Ryan, it happens every year. Every year. Every year. Every year. Every year. I mean, this is this is not uh, this this is uh, kind of the the standard operating procedure. When uh, year on a yearly basis with Coach Saban's uh, Coach Saban's staff, so um, so anyway, I mean, there's there's a lot of moving parts going on behind the scenes, and um, it's going to be um, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what uh, what transpires. Um, you know, Ryan Williams' official visit to Alabama is on the twentieth, um, so I wonder if. If if Coach Saban will try to maybe accelerate that hire to to have the the wide receiver position coach uh, in place when when Williams comes for his official on the twentieth, uh, you know that'll, that'll be interesting to see uh, what goes on there. But uh, Ryan, the question was, I think. Um, how much gas is left in the tank for, yeah. for Coach Saban? As yeah, far as I mean, you know, because every year you go away and you don't win it, you get this close. That's one that slipped away. Yeah. So how many more years? It is. How many? Because yeah. I, I disagree with Noah. Um, I I don't think there's five years left. Well, Ryan, we we are averaging probably losing three uh, three fourths of a recruiting class every year through the portal. Is, is that about right? No, it is. Sure. I mean, we're losing, you know, we lost, what, uh, 17 or 18 last season. I could be off by a couple. We've lost, we've had, we've had, we've lost 18, I think, this, this season, uh, through the portal. So that's basically, that's three fourths of a, of a recruiting class that you're losing every, every off season. And that certainly affects your, your depth. Your development at, at certain positions. Um, so I mean, it, it, and, and you're, you're exactly right. It's doing exactly what the, um, decision makers wanted to do when it comes to the portal and pay for play. That's exactly what they wanted. But they wanted, they, they were tired of these Alabama runs, these Georgia runs. Although, you know, yeah, in the past it's been Ohio State, but the, the cream of the crop, they, 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 they wanted, uh, they wanted more inclusion and diversity. So, uh, that's, it is working. It's working. So I'm going to say if, if Coach Saban coaches five more years, I'm, I'm going to go one. I'm going to go one. 
I'm with you, Paul. Uh, and uh, wow. All right, so I'm going to write to you down for one. Yeah. Can I ask you one more thing? Is there is there another potential scandal on the horizon down in Lee County? Have you heard anything going on uh, behind the scenes? I've heard Lee a County? lot of buzz, but I, I don't know exactly yeah. um, what was it. Uh, never mind. I'm not going to address rumors. Uh, but but I, I, right, right. I just, yeah yeah I was going to say something, but I'm gonna, I'm going to back away because uh, I don't have right. it on any concrete information. But yeah, there, there seems right, to be right. there's a lot of smoke. But now listen, they know how to cover stuff up, Paul. Um, <laughs> Especially do, when it involves they, uh, relationships, if you know yeah, what I mean. Because they are the moral standard when it comes to relationships. And Jesus loves them. Around? And Jesus loves them. Oh yes, they are. That they are redemption. You don't forget it. That's right. <laughs> and, it, and it was so crazy. We know the talking points. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate you, man. Roll tide, buddy. People are like, what are you guys hearing? Well, there just seems to be some buzz uh, down across the state. Uh, we'll see if that develops into anything. We'll come back. Robert in Birmingham next. T-Town Tide, 100.9, 1230 WTBC. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Art.com. As we celebrate special occasions, birthdays, anniversary, that Alabama fan in your life, it's DanielMoreArt.com. Christmas time upcoming. You want to celebrate that Alabama fan by visiting the website. All the great prints celebrating Heisman winners, great coaches, Nick Saban, and Alabama's given us so many great moments to think about. And we talk about living rooms. Tua Tungavailoa, second and 26, Devontae Smith, Heisman Heights, Mark Ingram, Bryce Young, Nick Saban, Coach Stallings, Coach Bryant, DanielMoreArt.com. Remember the code word, the game gets a significant discount. You got to put it in the game, significant discount, DanielMoreArt.com. And we would also ask when you say, where did you hear about this? We'd ask that you would select the game with Ryan Fowler. We greatly appreciate you going to DanielMoreArt.com. Com. The Game with Ryan Fowler, powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota, on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. them to simply say i'm a michigan man that's what jim harbaugh said uh last night uh wonder how much he'll be a michigan man when those uh hammer comes coming down the ncaa i thought what mike dillier said earlier when you look at the ncaa once you get in their crosshairs whether you become a target whether you become it's like you almost make somebody mad and Jim Harbaugh has crossed somebody there up. Now, where is that coming from? Is it coming from the Big Ten? Is it coming from his lack of power? Is he Obviously, he's a polarizing guy. So when you look at the NCAA, uh, Jim Harbaugh, highly likely that he'll go to the NFL. I think it would be a big shock uh, there. And uh, when you think about celebrating, how odd would that be? You finally get to the top, and then your coach has to leave. And then how do you feel when you look at cheating your way at the top, right? I mean, how do you think about it when you think about the – I mean, you had a coach that was suspended not once but twice. You had coaches, multiple coaches fired. How do you celebrate that? So, like, if you're a Michigan man, as Jim Harbaugh said, how do you celebrate it? How do you step up and go, 
I don't know. Maybe we could ask Auburn in 2010. They've got experience with that, right? Maybe we could ask our Auburn friends. Uh, they ignored cheating allegations, knowing good and well that they paid uh, Cam Newton because his dad pimped him out. Um, there was there was some financial that uh, side of things that changed hands. You said, well, hold on. That's legal in 2023, but it wasn't in 2010. Also, I want to go back to the first round home games. Okay, next year, this will be the calendar. Okay, we'll play the first game on December the 20th of 2024. That will be the quarterfinal first round at at home sites. December the 20th and 21st. There'll be four games. The quarterfinals will be December the 31st. It'll be the Fiesta. And then the January the 1st will be the Peach, the Rose, and the Sugar. Okay. Then we look at the semifinals. Lord, how mercy. We've, we've just added so much to college football. It'll be January the 9th. So in other words, this time next year, we will have not played any of the semifinal games. That's crazy. College football just became a spring sport as well. So you look at January the 9th and January the 10th. That'll be the Orange and the Cotton Bowl. And then the CFB National Championship game will be January the 20th over in Atlanta. Wow. Are we just going to start? We're just going to start like kicking basketball. It's just going to can't be played anymore. We just got to move that season too. That is one of the things that we'll discuss. Uh, well, not basketball, but basketball gets off to such a rough start. It's, um, you almost think if it would start in now and move on, it wouldn't have to compete with football. But it started, what, a month and a half ago, and it really doesn't get the attention that it's deserved. Uh, why? We were actually having this discussion in the media hotel because when you look at basketball percentages, and this is not just an Alabama thing, this is just across the college football. When you look at the national guys covering it, if you have a certain goal of numbers, you, you know, we were, I was asking the national guys, I said, hey, you write a basketball story, you write a football story, what does it do? And the guy says, listen, I can write my best basketball story, I can write my weakest football story, and it's still 10 times when you look at basketball. It just gets off to a rough start. It does. So, But now football now invades it more because you add a couple of extra weeks. You add that December time when there's a lot of focus on basketball. Now football once again overrides it. So you get it. You understand it. Uh, I've been in this business for a long time. Uh, basketball has taken off with Nate Oates, but it's still controlled. It is still not what football is. I think number one sport, obviously, is football. Number two is probably football recruiting, then spring football, then basketball. That's the way I see it. I've been doing it 23 years here in Tuscaloosa. That has changed under Nate Oates, but not to the level uh, that I think a lot of people are making it appear. We'll continue with more. Antonio Langham coming up in one hour. Chris Lowe in 30 minutes. Robert in Birmingham next. T-Town Tide 100.9, 12:30 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. 
Here's Monty Bolaños. The Titans have fired their head coach, Mike Vrabel, after six seasons. He arrived in Tennessee in 2018 and led them to four consecutive winning seasons, including back-to-back AFC South championships in 2020 and 2021. But the last two seasons, he finished under 500. The Dolphins are signing veteran pass rushers Justin Houston and Bruce Irvin to their active roster and Malik Reed to their practice squad. Browns kicker Dustin Hopkins is likely out for their wildcard game against the Texans, according to head coach Kevin Stefanski. He hurt his hamstring in week 16 against Houston. And no practice today for Browns running back Kareem Hunt, who has been dealing with a groin injury the past few weeks. Colts owner Jim Ursay is being treated for a severe respiratory illness. The team issued a statement on Tuesday morning. And the Steelers announced that they will be without T.J. Watt for their wildcard game on Sunday against the Bills. If you find Mexican food right there in Northport, if you're looking for the great specials daily, the fajitas are outstanding, the pastures dip, the appetizers, the fried ice cream, always a great option. It is Pastors Kitchen Mexican food. Also find the food truck, and we are also now serving breakfast at Pastors Kitchen Mexican food. Stop by the McFarland Boulevard location. You can also find them in Northside Pastors Kitchen Mexican food with Pastor Garcia. Now is the Northport Power Equipment, if you're looking for chainsaw needs, if you're cleaning up those leaves or yard debris, you'll find the backpack blowers, the battery-operated tools, the Echo Outdoor Power Equipment, Crest Outdoor Power Equipment, the battery-operated tools by Husqvarna, and you'll also find great inventory on the zero-turn commercial and the residential mowers by both Skag and Husqvarna. Service department, do that end-of-the-season maintenance at Northport Power Equipment. It's two blocks east of the Northport Civic Center since 1996. Northport Power Equipment. This is Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy, windy, and colder this afternoon. The chance of a few sprinkles through the evening hours. Temperatures falling into the mid-40s this afternoon. Clearing late tonight below 32. A brighter day tomorrow. Mostly sunny with a high at 49. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 45 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Also, re- recommend uh, download the Tide 100.9 app. It's a free app uh, download, but it's also great for this time of the year. I know Wyatt last night was working uh, just a couple of minutes, and he was able to get up uh, the article and send out an alert. And Noah, as I'm driving home, uh, literally, I'm looking at my phone, going, "Kevin's still retired," because you, like me, we're not able to focus on our phone 24 hours a day. I, I'm not able to. Matter of fact, I don't even understand sometimes uh, the beat reporters that cover the University of Alabama, uh, how much they have to stay glued to their phone. But uh, when you think about it, uh, we were able to have that up. And uh, that's a great way when you think about uh, sending out those alerts with uh, Kevin Steele retires or maybe it's T-Rob being named the defensive coordinator. We're still waiting on anything. I don't think we'll expect anything. Nick Saban, if he 
uh, tends to do with the way that he's done it in the past. Uh, there'll be one email, and it'll be, uh, hey, this is what will be the new coaches, and a lot of that has to go through. We will talk with Chris Lowe, who broke the story uh, coming up at 3.30. We'll have a chance to pick his brain. And then Antonio Langham will join us at 4 o'clock. We'll talk with him, and I'm sure we'll talk about uh, the College Football Hall of Fame induction. Uh, he was uh, selected yesterday. We'll talk about uh, how he was notified. I think that's kind of fun to always hear those type of stories of who and how and when, and, and we'll salute him for what he means to the University of Alabama. And then um, we'll get into a couple of other things here. Uh, we'll talk with Chris Lowe. Let's go Robert in Mobile. Robert, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, man. How are you, Robert? So it looks like uh, I lost another one, huh? <laughs> another year? Another year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, another year, same old tune. Um, man, I looked online to see if Jeremy Pruitt could possibly come back. And well, it looks like he can't. Or what, some violate some NCAA rule or what, what was it? Yeah, right, well, and, and really it's minor when you think about the rules that he broke. I, I know that Jeremy Pruitt's name comes up. I know I got a bunch of messages last night from people asking me, is it a possibility? Um, could he be employed? Well, there, there's a certain suspension uh, that rolls in. And the way that I understand the suspension, I think it's Friday night at midnight to Saturday at midnight. Uh, he would not be able to do anything with own games operation. Uh, I do know that uh, he is appealing that. Um, what will he get? I don't know. I don't know. But I, I mean, I can tell you that uh, he, he is appealing it. So uh, take that for what it is. Uh, the NCAA, it's kind of like Jim Harbaugh. It's the unknown about the NCAA that many times this is the punishment. Uh, but he got a six-year show calls. Now, that doesn't stop you. It is six years? You can't do anything for six years? Well, no, you just have to show, you have to justify why you're going to hire him. So, yikes! Uh, yeah, it seemed like it would have been a golden opportunity to get the, uh, you finally get a proven talent back on the defensive side of the ball, and hmm, here you go again. Uh, <laughs> you hear that anybody else in line or any no, rumors? I, no, I think it's I think T. Rob is the obvious choice. I, we'll wait for three thirty. I'm telling you, three thirty is going to tell us a lot. Chris Lowe. Um, is always is plugged in. I mean, when you when you're interviewing him, you almost feel like you're interviewing Nick Saban because mm -hmm. of so much information. So um, he's given special access to Nick Saban. So we'll pick his brain and uh, just pay close attention to three thirty because that's going to. I, I think it's this one's a little bit easier to connect the dots now. You know, you've got to be able to make the money, but money's never been an issue here at Alabama. So um, you know, but. I know Auburn would probably uh, love to be able to look at T. Rob and bring him back home, and I'm sure yeah. his agent will use that. But I mean, right now, if you look at Auburn and you look at Alabama, is there really a difference? You know, what's a quicker way to head coaching job? I mean, heck, if you're right, T. Rob, right. you stay in Tuscaloosa, you become the defensive coordinator for a couple of years. Heck, you may get the Auburn job. Because by then, yeah, with, probability where Auburn probably, does things. Yeah. yeah, I mean the probability of of Hugh Freeze staying there a few more years is probably highly unlikely. I mean, what what's likely? Him losing enough to get fired, or him having a scandal, or the whole bunch having a scandal? I'd probably bet on the latter. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, next season, this, as bad as our schedule next season, Auburn is, of course, is usually worse because they usually have to play. Uh, I don't know. They, I think they might lose Georgia. They lose Georgia finally, or they keep Georgia on that schedule. I, I forgot to look. No, they do. I'll take a look yeah. at it. 
Yeah. Oh well, then you think yeah, you yeah you get every, you play almost same season Alabama and you got to play Alabama and Georgia if you're Auburn. That by default makes us make their schedule worse. Uh, I was really hard watching that championship game last night, and I, I know how the rest of the nation feels. <laughs> watching two SEC teams go at it, or <laughs> I know why they why they hate the SEC so much. But you know, because right? it's so hard. You know, the, we're not writings, the writings are not good, and as much as they want to throw. Uh, darts at Alabama. They want to throw darts at the SEC. And I know Alabama, excuse me, Georgia and TCU played last year. We bring the eyeballs. Yeah, Washington is a really out-of-the-way market. I mean, they have a chance of decent ratings with a championship that didn't include an SEC team. You really needed a uh, Texas-Michigan matchup, if, you know, for ratings. But, I mean, it's not how football or Football works, you know. You you get who the teams whoever wins, they got to guess who gets to go. It's so this season is just so disappointing for for us because it's it's one thing we have a really dynamic Georgia team winning or a really dynamic LSU team winning the national championship. You don't feel so bad. These teams were mediocre, you know. Which makes it hurt that much more, Robert. Yeah, yeah. It was there for the taking. Yeah. This is a season, normally a season Alabama dominates the championship, and we didn't make it. That's what drives so insane. It was there for the taking, and we lost to a Michigan team that in past years, where would they rank as far as national championship? Maybe they had been better than Florida State when with Jameis Winston, maybe, at the most. Who else would they beat a past national championship team in the last, uh, since Saban guy came into college football? Nobody. So it's uh, it was just one of those Let years. Just, just go through the list, okay? I mean, you, you think about that team. Would they have beat 2011? No. Would they beat 2012? No. no. You mentioned 2013 with Florida State. Maybe. I don't, maybe I don't. That's, the only, that's the only team I think they might beat. They're not beating Ohio State. And they don't even beat Ohio yeah, State. Ohio State, State 2014. 2015, Derrick Henry. Oh, my Lord. No, yeah, no chance. I mean, we were bigger and better and badder and everything else. Um, twenty twenty team would have made it ugly. <laughs> and then, and then you go twenty sixteen Clemson. What is John Watson? No, 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 no. no, no. Uh, twenty seventeen would have been uh, Alabama, Georgia. That was the second twenty six. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, that one's a twenty seventeen Alabama. Yeah, no, uh-uh. no. They're, they're, they're not being twenty seven Alabama either. And then, and then twenty eighteen <laughs> would have been Clemson again, and and that was Alabama's just beautiful season. Then you got Santa Clara, and we pooped in our pants. I mean, we looked like we never yeah. got off the bus. Uh, then twenty nineteen was LSU. LSU, you know? no. Well, and the LSU twenty nineteen LSU twenty twenty Alabama would have. Uh, I mean, they would have ran, ran away with yeah, it. Yeah, they would have ran them out of the stadium. Ran them out of the stadium. Yeah. Well, but but see, Robert, this is the question, though. I think what it took then to win a national title and what I think it takes now is something we're right. having it's, to adjust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We You can now no longer amass a bunch of talent. you right there. Say it again, Robert. Say it again. Yeah. Say yeah. it again. I mean, yeah. you're, you're spot yeah. on. Yeah, you're not going to be able to amass a bunch of talent on, another, on one team and keep them long enough for, for them to fully develop. You, I mean, you used to be Alabama would get the talent and keep them long enough for them to fully develop. And LSU, and Ohio State, and you know, and, and the Georgias, 
Now you're not going to be able to do that anymore. It's just you, know, you, you, you might get some talent, but you're not going to keep them all, and you're not going to you're not going to develop them. You, some other team may be able to, but you're not going to get to keep all of them. That's just the new it's the new reality, and not that that does breed in parity, which you know. Everybody said they wanted it. We didn't. We liked the old system. It was working fine for us. <laughs> but, okay, yeah, that's how we are now. You'll you'll get a player. He might get a better offer somewhere else, and he'll go somewhere else. And like Roy Dale Williams, in the past, Roy Dale Williams wouldn't go anywhere. He'd be right there at Alabama, you know, trying to get being the next man up. Not anymore. And that's going to be the case for everybody's team. So, you know, we might get one more year. We might get one more before Saban retires. Maybe. Well, that was my question. Uh, the question of the day is, how many more is left in the Nick Saban gas tank? Uh, it depends on uh, what we do as far as offensive line. Right now, that was Achilles' heel. Offensive line was our number one Achilles' heel. But it, heel. But it has and, been. And it has center. been, though. Yeah. It has been. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to go back to uh, Kyle Flood in 2020 when was the last time Alabama had a solid – Offensive line. Right. Oh, the 2020 offensive line was, I think, the best in the history of football. <laughs> that offensive line I don't was unbelievable. Know, 12, 2012, so don't forget about me, man. Oh, but, man, what we did, we didn't put up those kind of points. Because <laughs> we had Devontae and the bunch of talent. I agree. It yeah, it was. It was. But, yeah, we, and, yeah and that, you know, to go from that, the 2020 offensive line, to this, it, the drop-off is just it's shocking how I mean, it's just it's just shocking the drop off. It's amazing that we we couldn't keep that up. It's wow. So oh well, uh, you said I think I, I believe for sure we got one more. Beyond that, with Nick Saban, beyond See, I that, thought I would ooh, be, be I thought I would be the oddball by saying one more. And now, so far, I'm the consensus. Yeah, uh, I mean, you just got to look at the reality of the situation, especially what the SEC is going to turn into. Uh, it's going to be tougher than that gauntlet uh, you know, without a loss. You're going to have a loss almost every year, and you might get beat up and lose some players, and then the NIL may lose some players. It's tough to see, and he's you know it'll be on. He's on the plus side of seventy. Uh, it's going to be tough to see more than one more championship, but I think it may be next year. <laughs> if we do it, it'll be next year, I believe. There we go. That's how I see it, buddy. All right. Thank I'll you. catch you later, dude. Thank you, Robert. Uh, we'll talk to Chris Lowe coming up in a couple of minutes. Pat, you're going to be up next. T-Town, I do want to remind you about R&R Cigars, locally owned and operated, Reagan and Randy Starner. You'll find them, 2703 6th Street in downtown Tuscaloosa. Relax and recharge. I also want to remind you about the wharf. If you're looking for a new pair of boots, Justin, Tony Lima, Red Wing, Georgia, Double H, Timberline, Laredo, and many more. If you're looking for, man, cold weather has arrived. Uh I know we just got back from L.A., and it was a big adjustment. But uh, cold weather apparel, whether you're outside working in it every single day. I know people in West Alabama work extremely hard. you got to have the apparel to match that hard work. You'll find it at the wharf since 1976, a longstanding tradition to work in Western wear for the entire family. Located on McFarland Boulevard between Winn-Dixie and the Blue Plate, go over and see my friends Mark and Lee and tell them the game since you open until 6 p.m. today. We will go off one hour early today. We do have basketball uh, pregame show starting at 5 o'clock here. Uh, we're contractually obligated to play, and they'll get you ready for Alabama, South Carolina, Alabama, South Carolina. We'll take more of your phone calls coming up in just a couple of minutes. We'll take Chris Lowe coming up next. T-Town, Tide, 100.9, 1230 WTBC, your home. 
of Alabama. Crimson Tide Sports. Now, this hour is West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Last night's downpour has definitely been felt by the area. Overnight rainfall and high winds left over 6,500 Tuscaloosa County residents without power. Alabama Power and Electric Co-ops hope to have the majority of outages restored by the end of today. The Alabama Department of Transportation will soon be getting fully replacing the Skyland Boulevard East Bridge over the railroad tracks in Condale, which will lead to lane closures this upcoming summer. For these stories and more, check out TuscaloosaThread.com. Get 24-7 local news coverage and sports updates when you Download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice-daily email newsletters. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. The drive this morning's been a little bit wet, but we haven't seen enough rain to impact traffic to any great extent this morning. You're moving along nicely on 2059 from Foster's on out to Cottondale, traveling along McFarland Boulevard, University, Skyland Boulevard, and Highway 69 up from Hale County. No big problems along the way there. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. The game is SEC Parlay Pick Day on Friday. It's made possible by Brian Harden Construction, a diverse business. Crane and equipment rentals up to 320-ton cranes available. The CNC machines, reverse engineering, laser cutting, specialists in modern construction. It's bhardencons.com. Experience you can count on. Let's build something together. The website, very informative. It is bhardencons.com. Brian Harden Construction, Industrial Contractors and Fabrication, I-Beam Installation, Brian Harden Construction. Every Friday made possible by Brian Harden Construction. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy, windy, and colder this afternoon. The chance of a few sprinkles through the evening hours. Temperatures falling into the mid-40s this afternoon. Clearing late tonight below 32. A brighter day tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high at 49. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 45 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Alabama Crimson Tide lives right here. Tide 100.9. It's Nick Cedary, 205 University Boulevard, 205-758-2455. Close enough that you could smell the championship soup, salads, daily uh, soup specials. You'll find those. The French dip sandwich, only for a limited time. Joel Bromfield cooking up some great things. 205 University Boulevard. Let's go to Pat in Tuscaloosa. Pat, good afternoon. You're in the game. Ryan, good afternoon. Appreciate you taking my call today. Man, it was hard to get in yesterday. I tried, tried. Oh, Lord. But it wasn't the scoop that I gave the boys on Friday. Wasn't really a scoop. Those two guys had signed earlier, and uh, we knew that, that they had signed back on early signing day. And uh, just kept us guessing, but uh, uh, but anyway, it was so glad. I was so glad that we was able to pull in a really, really good running back in order to replace the one that we lost. It didn't sting near as bad uh, whenever we got Daniels from this from down in Meridian. Heard, heard a lot about him. Heard a lot about him. I know Rodney's talked about him quite a bit. You've talked about him quite a bit. Many others have have said it as well. So. Uh, so what do you think about uh, T-Rob? Do we have to lock him down to make sure that we get Ryan Williams? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely, we got to lock him down. However, I think we're going to have Coe 
Marcus down that I said it. All right, Pat. We're going to have co-defensive. Co-defensive coordinator. Okay. Coordinators. Yes, sir. And as all, he's already interviewed the other one. That other, you know. Now, who do you think the other one uh, is? Oh, uh, the guy just got through interviewing. Uh, was it Durkin? 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 Oh, DJ Durkin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, and he's, because he, you, you understand, we need a linebacker coach and. Why in the world? I mean, oh, Texas is coming. I don't care what that people, those people over there in Montgomery or Birmingham, wherever the crap they're sitting in. I guess they're sitting in Birmingham. That trying to tell us how to run our program over there. That and we're bringing in Texas. If Texas can have Bo Davis, why can't we have Bo Davis? I know I've been preaching about Bo Davis for the last year and a half myself and. One Drew DeArmond of big time Bo Davis fans. He is probably the premier defensive line coach in the country. Well, I think Alabama I, played I, with a punch uh, with him at defensive line coach. Um, well, they did. Yeah, I've, I've actually been to several of his camps and learned quite a bit. Learned more about football from him than I did the whole time I was in high school. <laughs> but, uh, but now, uh, man, Bo Davis is special, Ryan. And uh, that I can't say enough about that. But in order to solidify uh, Ryan Williams, uh, uh, because uh, I, from what I understand, that uh, uh, he is his uh, coach. Rob is one of his primary or, or his primary recruiter, and I know Coach Saban's involved in it. Also, you know, Coach Saban's a great closer. But uh, uh, see, do you not feel? That we have to keep uh, D Rod D Rob happy. I mean, T uh, Rob happy here uh, in Tuscaloosa. Absolutely, whatever it takes. Absolutely, that's what I understand. Every, 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 everybody that I've talked to says we have to keep Coach Rob happy here in Tuscaloosa in order because now and again and all you guys out there, you know, you understand. Coach just brought in a sure enough hot shot quarterback. Now, I don't know. I still, school still ain't out that we've missed on Ty Simpson. I'm not convinced of that. I'm not, I'm not convinced that we have our starting quarterback, oh, that, oh, oh, from the, oh, from last year is going to be our starting quarterback this coming year. I'm not convinced of that. May the best guy can win. May the best guy win. You know what? If if Jalen Milrow can hold on to the job, uh, there should be competition in all the positions, not just quarterback. Not I mean, you just mentioned, quarterback. You mentioned running back a couple of seconds ago. Yeah, yeah I mean, hey, oh, may, may the best guy win. And I think Nick Saban will play the best guy. If it's Jalen Milrow, yeah. it's Jalen Milrow. If it's Ty Simpson, it's Ty Simpson. If it's, uh, you know, if it's Dylan Lonergan, it's Dylan Lonergan. But, what will it take to right. unseat Jalen Milrow? A ton. Absolutely. A ton. Absolutely. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a ton. And i got to run to Chris Lowe real quick. Real yeah, quick. yeah distributing the ball. Yeah, see what Chris has to say about it. Thank you. Listen. Thank you, Pat. We appreciate that. We will continue right here on the game. We'll go to Chris Lowe next. T-Town Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tune in your inside the game on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
writer, senior college football analyst, ESPN.com. He broke the story last night involving Kevin Steele. Matter of fact, I had just pulled out of the Chick-fil-A drive-thru, and all of a sudden I get alert on my phone. Veteran defensive coordinator Kevin Steele just finished his third stint in Alabama, plans to retire from coaching. Right now to help us discuss that, break that article down and more, Chris Lowe. Chris, I hope you're having a great day. Welcome back into the game in Tuscaloosa. Yes, I am, Ryan. It's always good to be with you. Absolutely. It was great to be able to hang out with you out in L.A. and uh, spend a couple of minutes with you. I know it didn't work out for Alabama, but uh, still a pretty solid trip out there. Yeah, and you were the uh, you were the force of one out there, one-man radio row there at the uh, downtown L.A. Sheraton. So that was impressive. It was, it was, but uh, I looked at my credit card and I went, "Whoa, that was, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of hit in the mouth." But uh, that's that's okay. That's that's what it costs to cover college football. And uh, uh, let me let me go to this Kevin Steele side of things. Um, how big of a surprise was this for you? It, no, it was a huge surprise. You know, when I talked to Kevin before he took the job, I knew he was pretty close uh, to walking away from football. This was his 40th year in coaching. Uh, and he, he'll be 66 in March. I know coming, being able to come back and coach under Nick Saban, whether it was for a year or two or whatever, was something that, that really appealed to him. You know, he'd been at Miami for a year before that. He set out the year before that after not being retained at Auburn. So uh, I knew he was pretty close. Uh, Kevin's, gosh, he's coached under everybody from Nick Saban to Bobby Bowden to Tom Osborne to Dabo Sweeney to Les Miles. He's been a head coach. He's coached in the NFL. He's really done just about everything there is to be uh, to do in coaching. Uh, he did not have a great stint as head coach. We all know that Baylor years ago. Um, he's uh, He worked uh, there for four years with the Panthers. That's actually where I got to know Kevin Steele, covering the Panthers their first couple years of existence in 95 and 96. Uh, and he's been a coordinator for, I think, 12. I think basically if you if you consider NFL, he's – his time as coordinator uh, or head coach, half of his time as a coach has been either as a head coach, working in the NFL, or, or as a coordinator. So again, he's done it all. He's seen it all. He was a he was a finalist for the Boyles Award at Auburn in '17. I just think Kevin was ready to walk away, and um, I, I think he um, I think he told. I, I don't know this for a fact, Ryan, but I think he told Nick Saban pretty soon after the season that, um, you know, the two talked that it was time. Uh, and I think, I don't think Saban was surprised. You know, I, don't, I, don't, I really don't think he was. That it was time for you know, him to walk away and retire from coaching. You look at the players that they lost off the 2022 team. What a job Kevin Steele and this entire defensive coaching staff was able to do with that defense. Yeah, and I think Tavares Robinson deserves a lot of credit, too. Absolutely. You know, he was very heavily involved. Uh, in, in that defense, he was during games was the guy on the sidelines. Kevin was in the booth. Uh, no, I, I thought they played. Well, they finished like tied for 16th nationally in scoring, second in the SEC. And, and when they needed the defense to come through for him this year, and, and of course I say that with one caveat, you know that that last drive when Michigan put on him in the Rose Bowl was the difference in that game. And up to that point, they had really sort of stuffed Michigan. But you go back to the season. When they needed the defense to come through, especially after losing to Texas, and even that next week, you know they were awful on offense, uh, and the defense is the only thing that really kept them in the game there in the fourth quarter against South Florida, and then you know throughout the you know the SEC season, I was in College Station for that A&M game, and you know the interception by Caleb Downs really turned that game around. 
in the second half, the defense really got after uh, A&M. I thought that was a real turning point for that football team. And in the second half against Tennessee, Tennessee goes into the half with all the momentum, uh, come out in the second half, and they don't score a point. Uh, so I think you can point to several different times throughout the season uh, that the defense, they weren't great. Were they as dominant as, as some of Nick Saban's best defenses? No, but but they were, I don't think they came through, Ryan, many, many times this year uh, defensively when Alabama needed to come through. Well, think about it, and you mentioned uh, Javarius Robertson a couple of seconds ago. Certainly he's on the list. I'm going to ask you about him here in a couple of seconds. But when you think about that secondary, Jordan Battle, look at what he's doing in Cincinnati. DeMarco Hellams made the team in Atlanta. Most people didn't think he would make an NFL roster. Uh, you, you look at Brian Branch in Detroit. Uh, who else am I leaving out? Uh, but I mean, it was others, right? Uh, Ricks went to Philadelphia. Secondary was gutted. That was a strength of Alabama's team. Uh, and it was a credit back to T. Robinson, uh, that entire secondary, not just corners, but he coached everything back there. Yeah, and he and he's you know he's been that kind of coach at a lot of different places, and he's got a lot of experience in the SEC. Uh, and not only is he a football coach, he's a good recruiter. So, no, I agree, and I think it's it's really sort of representative of that program. And when they lose good players, uh, they do a good job of evaluating who they want. And then they do a good job of recruiting them and then developing them. Uh, you know, McKinstry was a really highly rated player when he came. You know, Terry Arnold got better and better. Uh, you know, Caleb Downs was, you know, I think he's the best freshman in college football this year. And, and it was just probably better. And, and they knew he was going to be good. I can remember being there on campus back in the summer and everybody was talking about him. But you know, Ryan, I think he's even better than they thought he would be during the season. So they've done a really nice job there of plugging holes when they needed to, uh, bringing on guys who were young and maybe didn't play as much the year before and having them play key roles. And, and I would think you're going to see the same thing going forward. They've continued to to recruit. I think the, the kid from USC, the transfer, I know they like a lot. I think he's got a chance to, to be a really good, maybe a, a tweener type player, safety star, maybe play some corner. Uh, so yeah, I, I uh, I wasn't surprised, but they're going to have the same challenge next year when you look at the secondary, you look at the front, you know, and well, the edge guys. It was huge they were able to keep Deontay Lawson. I thought at the end of the year he was playing about as well as anybody in the front seven for Alabama. And he had some injury issues, uh, but, but I thought he and Justin Boyd Bay, uh, and I know I just butchered his name. I'm, I apologize. You're fine. Yeah, I, we, we do it every day, so it's, it's fine. Um, those two guys played their rear ends off down the stretch, and really all season. And, and, and Justin made himself a ton of money in the NFL with the way he played last year. And a really good story. He was hurt, uh, serious injury the year before. And, and Deontay had injuries this year. But he, uh, you know, you go back and watch the tape. What, what, go back and watch the Rose Bowl. He's getting guys lined up. He's in position. He's making big plays. I, I think he's got a chance to be one of the better inside linebackers in college football next year. Chris, in your opinion, is this T-Rob's job? Well, I mean, I think he's going to be considered. But, I, I mean, you, you've been around that program for a while. You know good and well Nick Saban's going to go out and talk to a lot of people. I'll say this. I think it's going to be somebody who's coached and recruited in the SEC. Okay. I'd be shocked. You know, we, we've seen Nick go out with his offensive coordinator hire and bring, you know, Tommy Reese is a great example of that. You go all the way back to Jim McElwain. Um, you know, Brian Dable was in the NFL. We've seen him sort of 
go outside the, the box or whatever you or the family. When I say the family, not necessarily his tree, but guys who've done it in the SEC and coached and recruited, I, I think that will be the case again with this hire, whether it's T-Rob or somebody else. I know he's talked to a lot of people. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say who because I don't claim to know everybody. You'll see a lot of names, I think, over the next few days. Uh, but I do think, Ryan, it will be somebody who's coached and has a track record of having success in the SEC. Chris, I'm asked this question almost every day. Uh, I'm going to throw it to you and see how you answer this question. Um, Alabama fans, LSU fans, Texas fans, uh, Bo Davis, I, I've often said, let's just have a bidding war and see who's going to pay the most. But, uh, I mean, we were asked 15 minutes ago about Bo Davis. Um, could you see Bo Davis coming back to Alabama? Well, let's see. Well, they got they got two spots on defense, right? They do. You've got Kevin Steele's spot. Uh, and you've Coleman got Hustler um, outside linebacker Hustler spot, and you then, know, so he'd have to he'd have to switch some things up a little bit. But I think you know he's done that before. I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't heard his name honestly, and I know he's been there before. I know how well thought of he is as a football coach. Um, but again, I, I repeat what I said a minute ago: Nick Saban doesn't leave any stone unturned when he's trying to you know, fill out his staff. And he's had a lot of practice. You know, he's had a lot of turnover. And guys come through there, they get other jobs. They sort of get that saving stamp. You know, to get a guy like Bo Davis back would certainly be beneficial. But, again, I think he's talking to several people out there who have, um, you know, have done it at a high level. And uh, I, I hesitate to say that Bo Davis is on the list, but I wouldn't say he isn't either. Um and here's the thing. The defense there, Kevin still said it. You probably were standing there in the Rose Bowl when someone asked him about, um, I think they asked him about who was really calling plays or something like that this year. And he smiled and said, hey, who's the defensive coordinator at Alabama? And he said it twice. He asked the question twice. And I think we all know the, the answer to that. It's the same guy who's been there for 17 years. It's Nick Saban. So whoever he brings in, this is my point, whoever he brings in at, at the, the spots he has now, on defense, that defense isn't going to change. Uh, he wants his position guys to take ownership of those positions and coach them hard and coach them the way. And and, and Nick's been on teaching, man. He, he wants it taught the way he believes in teaching it. That's the key. Whoever he brings in there, uh, that person is going to have to teach it, that position and the defense the way Nick wants it taught, or they're not going to be there. Chris, in your opinion, as college football closes out this four-team college football playoff and now opens up 12 teams, how much harder will it be to accomplish a national title? Well, I'm, how many, let's see. what If you don't get a bye, how many would you have to play? You have to put four, yes. Yeah. If you don't so get think about bye. that. So if you, don't, if you don't win your conference, so if you don't win your conference, you've got no chance to get a bye. So let's start there. So this year... Georgia did not win its conference, and Georgia would have had to won would have had to won four games, which means they played thirteen, counting the SEC title game. Are we, oh, is, is there a math right? Is it three or four? Let's see. Yeah, the first yeah, round. Yeah, yeah, the first campus. round. Yeah, would be on campus, which is the first four games uh, there, and then you'd have the quarterfinals. And then you'd have semifinals, and then you have the championship. The calendar is all messed up, and we'll we'll play it. I mean, this, yeah. think about this time next year. We will have not even had the semifinal games this yeah. time. And we're going year. back to Georgia's my yeah, Georgia's my example. So they played thirteen games this year, counting the SEC title game. 
and they did not win the title, the conference title, Alabama did. So Georgia would have had to play four more games. So to answer your question, exceedingly more difficult. Now, it's going to be easier to get into the playoff. You know, if you're Georgia there in Atlanta and you lose to Alabama, well, you're not going to get a top seed, but you're in. Um, it would have been the same way with Alabama last year. They would have gotten in. Um, so it's going to be easier to get in. And I think probably most times they haven't voted it officially, but I think you're going to see seven at-large bids. Now you're going to have five automatic qualifiers. I think the thing that people need to understand, because it is confusing, that the four highest ranked, when I say ranked, by the committee, conference champions will get the top four seeds. So, you know, you could have, theoretically, Ryan, you could have someone that's, what, ninth or tenth in the committee's rankings, but they're the fourth highest ranked conference champion. They're going to get the fourth seed and, and get, you know, a bye. So that's something to consider and keep in mind. Just because you're ranked five, uh, well, again, using Georgia as an example, um, they would have not have been a you know a top seed or a top you know top four seed this year. So that's going to change. Here's the other thing that's going to change, and I think this hurt Alabama a lot this year. And, and it's not any excuse because Michigan faced the same thing, and so did Texas and Washington. But you're not going to have to wait as long to play. And for Alabama, they, they went a month, and they were not as sharp. Certainly not as sharp offensively there in the first half. Milrow looked a little out of sorts. The offensive line took them a while to figure out what Michigan was doing. And, you know, how you handle that time off, really, it's that team you put on the field a month later, that's all that counts. I mean, Alabama would have loved to have played the week after playing Georgia with the way they were playing, the way Milrow was playing, the momentum. But that's not the way it it's you know it sets up in college football. Next year, though, whether you get a buy or don't, you're going to be playing a lot quicker after the regular season. Now, there there are pluses and minuses. If you got guys hurt or guys who are really banged up, now in the old era, you have you know more time to get them ready. They're able to, to recover and get ready. You're not going to have as much time. Take Brock Bowers for example. Clearly, Brock Bowers was not 100 percent against Alabama in the SEC championship game. We, you can just tell. I mean, he was he was out there. He gutted it out, made a great catch there to lead to Georgia's last touchdown. But he had a month to get ready. If he had to play in um, – well, excuse me. If, if he had to play this year, let's say, where he'd have gone to have to play, he had a month to get ready, and they'd beat Alabama. Next year, that type of player, the player who's coming off an injury, won't have as long to recover. Chris, it's more of a, an opinion base. Maybe you've got more information. Uh, August the 31st, Michigan plays Fresno State in Ann Arbor. Will Jim Harbaugh be the head coach, in your opinion? No, I think he's going to go with the NFL. I think that's sort of the, the signs of it out there. And he's wanted to take his shot at the NFL now for a couple of years. It uh, didn't work out for him. But you look at his, you know, if you look at it from his perspective now, he went back to his alma mater. Uh, he got that program to a point where they were not in very good shape. And it took him a while. He didn't do it in two or three seasons. It took him a while, but they were it, w- it was not in great shape when he got there. Well, now, over the last five years, even when they didn't beat Ohio State, they still were a top six, seven, eight team in the, in the country. So he's gotten that program back to being a perennial top ten team. And now they're a national champion. You know, and, and, and look at what they did, man. I I know there's going to, the narrative is going to be, well, you got the cheating allegations, you got, he was suspended. Um, 
and no matter what side of the fence you are on that, to, to finish the season and beat Ohio State and beat Alabama and beat Washington three, what, three or four games, of course, they had to play in the, the Big Ten Championship game when they beat Iowa. But beat, to beat three teams of that caliber down the stretch, there are not a lot of teams in college football. I know there's been a lot of Monday morning quarterbacks saying, well, if Georgia would have been in the game, they'd have won it all. I don't know that you can say that. You know, they didn't beat Alabama in the money game in Atlanta. So what, what he's done at Michigan and, and to get them to a national title 15-0, and to me, if, if he's going to leave, and I do think he will, there's no better time to do it right now. And his dad has told several different people since that game that Jim loves challenges. He loves different types of challenges. To me, that's the translation is he's going to go back to the NFL and take his shot. Where, oh, by the way, he did a great job the last time he was in the NFL. Chris, we've all got our phones set to your alerts. Uh, C-L-O-W-E-S-P-N. Chris Lowe, senior writer, ESPN.com, who broke the story last night with Kevin Steele retiring. Uh, Chris, thanks again for making time for us this afternoon. Hopefully uh, we can visit very, very soon. Thank you again. Okay, Ryan. You have a good day. Thank you. Chris Lowe, ESPN senior writer who broke the story. And uh, Chris is as plugged in as anybody with Nick Saban. Uh, Kevin Steele stepping down, retiring at age 66. We certainly thank him for what he meant to the University of Alabama. Cleaned up a lot of Alabama's deficiencies on the defensive side of the football. We will talk with Antonio Langham, who will be inducted in the College Football Hall of Fame Four o'clock coming up in just a couple of minutes. I believe that we've got the first interview with him. I don't think he's done any other interviews. We'll talk with him at four o'clock. Antonio Langham going into the College Football Hall of Fame. We'll salute him at four o'clock. We'll talk Alabama defense and a lot more. Antonio Langham coming up 10 minutes away. T-Town Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Are you ready? Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy, windy, and colder this afternoon. The chance of a few sprinkles through the evening hours. Temperatures falling into the mid-40s this afternoon. Clearing late tonight below 32. A brighter day tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high at 49. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 44 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Never miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. We're caught in a trap. I can't walk out. Hey, coming up in just a couple of minutes, we're going to feature Antonio Langham, uh, two-time All-American at the University of Alabama, and we'll have a chance to uh, talk about the College Football Hall of Fame selection. We'll feature him, and uh, we'll talk Alabama's defense as well. We'll talk about uh, Alabama's season. We'll get his thoughts on a lot of different things, but uh, two-time All-American will feature will be featured right here coming up in about six minutes. And uh, I can't wait. I'm, I'm celebrating Antonio Langham uh, when you think about what he means to the University of Alabama. Uh, Bubba, Northport. Bubba, good afternoon. You're in the game. I hope all is well. Uh, how you doing today, sir? Man, I'm great. Doing great. Doing great, man. Just uh, life is good. Life is good. And um, I wish Alabama would have been able to get on top. But I'm I'm adjusting my mind because I just think that this thing's going to become hard. It's going to become harder. It's always hard to win it a is. national title. But uh, I, I agree. I agree with you. I think one, and it could come as if he wins it next year, he could win it back to back. But other than that, I'll say one. I'm with one too, and I just it, it's it's a tough. I mean, I asked you know Chris Lowe just a couple of minutes no. ago. Um, 
Now, if he plays, he may play in several championship games, but I think one for sure. He's played in six. He's won, what, three of the playoff games. So he's three and three. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Right. But he's, he's Alabama's. Can you imagine if we get a first? Of course, you want the buy, but if Tuscaloosa hosts, does the buy team get a home game? No. No, they do not. Okay. So it's kind of a trade-off, right? You want to host a game, but you yeah. really don't want to host a game. Right. But so. if, if Wales ever host one in Tuscaloosa, you wouldn't be able to buy a ticket. Well, and, and think about this. It's it's five days before Christmas uh, in some that's situations. True. So that's going to become a little bit of a hurdle for, you know, college students that have already departed for, you know, you would hope that that would continue. But then – you also have to turn around and play another game just a few days later. And then if you win that, you have to play another game in just a couple of days later. I mean, the extent the season begins to – it begins to compete with the NFL. Right. I mean, your national title yeah. – I mean, think about this. This time next year, Bubba, we would have be- not played either semifinal game. How about that? That's At good. Point, I missed it. I, I've been lost since last week. <laughs> I guess you could look at it like that, but you know what are we going to do? We're going to move the combine back. Uh, gonna... I don't, I don't know. If you got to look at it like this, you won't have to travel to California on Christmas Day anymore. Well, I guess that's a that's a way that you could look at it. Um, yeah. I do have a question for you. Okay. You know, before the season, you took a poll. We it was a prediction on how many yards your which quarterback. Pick a quarterback. You pick the yards. Did you ever pick that? Did you ever find out who won yeah, that? We're actually tomorrow. We're going to spend a lot of time going through uh, a lot of these winners. We got parlay picks for the SEC bowl games. We do have some of those entries in. Uh, we even did the running backs as well, and uh, we will announce all of that uh, tomorrow if you'll give me some time. Oh, okay. I was just wondering because oh, you I think knew you were close. Was- when, well, I, don't, I, I, I got the right quarterback. I know that much. Well, I guess that's a start. A lot of people yeah. didn't have the right quarterback. Uh, so that's. Georgia didn't have him. He had Ty Simpson. I remember that. <laughs> and you had Jalen Milrow from the get-go. I had Milrow. Bubba, I did. You, you telling me the truth? I'm telling you the truth. I had Milrow the whole time. Okay. I did. But. I, I'm like you. I think T. Rob ought to get the job. I think that would be a wonderful hire, right there. Uh, I, think I, mean, would, I think it would be a very positive. Um, hey, real quick, uh, Jace McClellan has officially declared for the national uh, the National Football League, so he will not go to the transfer portal. He will go into the NFL. Two. Jace McClellan uh, writes a little. Special thank you to Alabama, and uh, there we go. Uh, Justin Haynes and Miller are smiling right now. Well, I mean, I, I think they're just competitive. Uh, they are. It's their turn. And I tell you what, I didn't see enough of him New Year's Day. I don't because think he did. definitely had the hot hand. It is, it is, it is like we got away from it, you know. And and, and and like last night, we would have done that to Washington. We would have had 300-something yards Washington. They had no answer to the running game last night at all. I'd like to see us be more committed to it. Um, 
Yeah, I feel like we let one slip away. Yep, I got I got to run, Bubba. Thank you, man. We appreciate it. We'll go to Antonio Langham, two-time All-American at the University of Alabama. He's next to talk about the selection into the College Football Hall of Fame right here on Tide 100.9-1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a Town Square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Monty Bolaños. Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin announced that star outside linebacker T.J. Watt won't be available for Sunday's wildcard game against the Buffalo Bills because of a knee injury. Tomlin also announced that Mason Rudolph will once again start at quarterback. He's led the Steelers to three straight victories. Browns kicker Dustin Hopkins is likely out for their wildcard game against the Texans, according to head coach Kevin Stefanski. And no practice today for their running back Kareem Hunt, who has been dealing with a groin injury the past few weeks. The Dolphins are signing veteran pass rushers Justin Houston and Bruce Irvin to their active roster and Malik Reed to their practice squad. Miami takes on Kansas City in their wildcard game on Saturday. And the Tennessee Titans have fired head coach Mike Vrabel after six seasons. He arrived in 2018 and led the team to four consecutive winning seasons, but the last two seasons have been underwhelming, finishing under 500 both times. TuscaloosaToyota.com, a huge part of our show. We are powered by those guys every single day. The service department, always great. The new inventory side, all those new Toyotas comes with that lifetime powertrain warranty. And right now, we have the most inventory that we've had in over two and a half years. Camrys, Corollas, RAV4s, Highlanders, Forerunners, Tundras, Tacomas, also the pre-owned inventory. Most of the pre-owned inventory comes with that same lifetime powertrain warranty. See all of the inventory, TuscaloosaToyota.com and Tuscaloosa Toyota on Scotland Boulevard. by Tuscaloosa Toyota, TuscaloosaToyota.com, the new 2024 Tundra that you can find right now. Some great interest specials happening on both the Tacoma and the Tundra, the RAV4, the Highlander. You can see all of that inventory online at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Let's take you through the history. Uh, Town Creek, Alabama, a young man who went to the University of Alabama, uh, he finished his four-year career at the Capstone with 141 tackles, 19 interceptions, helped Alabama to 40 wins, two SEC Western divisions, one SEC title, one national title. Uh, he was the SEC championship most valuable player in the inaugural season in 1992. He was the Thorpe Warner uh, winner in 1993, uh, which goes to the nation's top defensive back. And, you know, Antonio used to correct me. He said, you're the only one that says two-time All-American. Well, no, no doubt. Uh, now the College Football Hall of Fame is also saying two-time All-American because he was selected as a two-time All-American in 1992, 1993. He was a unanimous All-American, uh, All-SEC in 92, 93. 
when you look at the first round, ninth overall by the Cleveland Browns in the 1994 NFL Draft. He was also the NFL Rookie All-Team. And right now it is an absolute honor to be able to talk with a guy who was selected yesterday to be inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. Antonio Langham, congratulations to you. Welcome back to Tuscaloosa. Ryan, how you doing, man? You doing all right? I'm great, man. I, I just want to celebrate with you, man. Uh, congratulations, wow. my friend. What a great honor. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, these Alabama fans, we celebrated yesterday. I know we're, we got our, you know, tail kind of hanging between our legs a little bit, just a little bit after that Michigan game, but, uh, a little bit of a bright spot on a Monday afternoon was getting that news that you've been finally selected. Congratulations to you. How'd you find out? Oh, man, it was, it was, it was great, man. Uh, uh, I, I, AD at the University of Alabama, he's, he's a great guy, man. I, I really, I uh, love him to death. Uh, Greg Byrne, he, he had texted me earlier that morning and he asked me had I received a package at my house, but I was totally oblivious. I was in uh, Nashville in like a coaching uh, coaching com- uh, convention and I was, I told him, I said, man, look, I, I won't be home until like six or seven o'clock to, uh, tonight. So he says, well, just let me know when you get home uh, if you got a package there. Yeah, I said, okay. And I wasn't thinking nothing else about it. Then about two thirty, three o'clock, he texts me. He said, just give me a call when you get a chance and when you can. And I, I, I stepped down. I called him and he was like, uh, I need you to uh, do me a favor. I said, what's that? He said, I need you to keep some under wraps for at least about an hour, hour and a half. And I said, okay. I said, you got my word. I said, What's going on? I'm I'm still oblivious. I don't I'm not he, he says, Congratulations, man, you're a Hall of Famer. And I said, Man, stop. He was like <laughs> He's like, Real deal, man. I said, Oh man. And it was crazy because I had just sit there the day before and I watched them get a that get a football to uh Randy Moss and Alex Smith on the air, man. I was like, Man, I that's cool. But I thought they was calling the teams out. On on Monday at the S, at the national championship game, but I guess you know some guys they they delivered them to them early, man. And hey, I I had to leave the house today for a, a little bit to go run a couple of errands, and uh, I let that football ride with me in the car today. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Um, well, and, and we're going to celebrate you. Uh, we're going to have some of your teammates on. We we did talk with Martin yesterday. He was just scheduled to be on every Monday, and uh, he talked about it. But not only does it represent you, but it represents your teammates uh, at the University of Alabama. Hey, look, man. I, I like I like I said, Ryan. I I told so many people. I did a couple of interviews, and I told them. I said, look, man. I don't I I don't go into the Hall of Fame without. All those guys I played with for four years at Alabama, man. I, I played with some elite guys, man. And yeah, and you know, people were like, well, yeah, it was your hard work, but yeah, it, it it was a lot of other people involved in this process, man, that helped me get there. And like when I went to Alabama Sports Hall of Fame, I told all my guys, look, hey, we going in the hall because <laughs> Antonio Lane was going in because of all the all of the guys that he was around. That's important cast. A cast that I had, man, and, and and those guys, those guys help be a reason why I, I'm going in the hall, man. And if you don't mind, Ryan, I just want to take a second and and just say this, man. I I really appreciate the University of Alabama. I, I appreciate our our 
support staff, uh, our AD, our our head coach, everybody involved with the athletic department. I want I want to say thank you to them, man. To to Coach Stallings, man, I love him to death, man, and I appreciate him giving me an opportunity to be part of the University of Alabama uh, football program and that coaching staff, my teammates. Once again, man, I I can't say enough about those guys, man. But it's it's one guy in particular, man, that I, I really wanna I wanna say give him his flowers right now while he's still living. And that's my man, Coach Oliver, man. Coach Brother Bill Oliver, man. He he saw a young man, man, come out of Town Creek that was as green and as raw as I could be as a defensive back, man. I played wide receiver, running back, and free safety. And all I was told in free safety was just run to the ball when it's in the air. And I had no clue on how to be a corner. And I remember I had a conversation with Bill Jr. And, uh, remember Coach, he told me, Coach Oliver came home one night after practice and leaving the office. He said, he told me, he said, Junior, I think I got my some special. I think I got myself something special this time. He says, only time would tell, but I really think I got myself something special this time, man. And I want to say to him, man, I don't, I don't know if he listened to the show today, but I, I know he's, He's dealing with some some medical issues and he's kind of down and down right now. But man, that brother Bill Oliver, man, brother Bill Oliver, man, I want I want him to know, man, that I owe him big. Man, I love that guy, man. That man helped make Antonio Langham who he is today, man. He 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 did, man. I just want to say thank you for giving me the opportunity just to say that to him, man. No doubt, man. He is a a special part of Alabama history. You think about uh, what he was able to do here and uh, still makes – he has returned uh, back to Tuscaloosa, living here uh, in a retirement uh, village over in Northport. And uh, no doubt, man, Bill Oliver. Ah, man, I just – he's probably forgot more about defense than uh, most people even know. It's just – it's amazing. Well, yeah, but no, you're right. You're right, man. Antonio – let me ask you when you, when you look back at uh, Coach Stallings, uh, you're a great impersonator. Uh, can you do a little impersonation of Coach Stallings? <laughs> well, hey, man, I always knew 43 would it turn out to be something special. Um, and he's always, he's there about his all American, and we know that. We expect nothing less from him when we signed him to come here and play at the University of Alabama. I told you I once told you a gene times you can't. Hey, a ball coach is only good as the product he put on the field. And that's a special group I had in 1992. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I, word for word, word for word. I mean, it's not like I'm interviewing Coach Stallings. Oh, my Lord, Antonio, that was classic. That was classic. Uh, man, we, we love Coach Stallings. Have you had a chance to call Coach Stallings? No, I'm, I'm, uh, he, he went in the next one. I'm going to call, man. I, when I get off today, man, I'm, I'm going to try to call him, and I'm going to try to call Coach Stallings. Man, I, I I heard from Woody yesterday, Coach McCorvey, and uh, man, it was a, it was a special man. When I, once I found out, and once it finally aired, man, when the first calls I received, man, after the AD man was um, my man Josh Maxson from uh, from Bama, sure, and then man, my guy, man, 
Coach Croom, Sylvester Croom called me, man. It was a pleasure to be able to talk to him, man. Yeah. Well, no doubt. No and doubt. all the other guys, all the other guys started rolling in from there. Well, uh, Martin and I took Coach Oliver out to uh, lunch a couple of weeks ago, about a month, about a month ago, and uh, we took him out. And uh, I mean, it was like an encyclopedia, man. He was telling us all kind of different stories about, I mean, just football, and no doubt uh, he is so proud of what you've been able to accomplish. Um, Antonio, is those coaches like Coach Stallings and Coach Oliver one of the reasons why you got into coaching? I mean, because you're in coaching now. You're trying to impact young men just like you were impacted many years ago. Yeah, well, they they are a big influence, and I, I I tell you, who I had the last conversation with that just really just said, "You got it, man. You 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 could be a really good coach. He's, he, your demeanor is, is where it need to be a, to be a really good coach." And he was like, "You remind me of myself because you don't you don't get rattled too fast. You always stay even killed." And that was that was Coach Larry Kirksey, man. I saw Coach Kirksey not long ago, and you know he was coaching with the Stallions for for some years. Since they brought the uh, brought the USFL and all that back, he was here coaching with uh, Skip Host with that team, man. And we had a I ran into him at a golf tournament. We had a long talk about it. I was like, Coach, I just been doing high school. For me, it was easy, and I just it felt comfortable there. I said, but I know Sam wanted me to come help him at Miles, and I accepted the job. And I did I did my first year, and man, he was like, You're gonna be fine. You got the demeanor, you know the game, all that to to be a good football coach, man. So I I just I've been trying. I, I I'm doing this, Ryan, not because I, I feel like I have to, but because I feel like I have something to impact these young men, so that even if they're not fortunate enough to move to further their career to the NFL in this, that I could prepare them, get them stuff life lessons to send them on out uh into the world well this is this might shock you a little bit uh your baseball coach uh when you were 13 or 14 could be listening up in north alabama that's what i'm being told uh who co- i didn't even that know coach, you were co- go ahead go ahead coach, is that coach burn uh no mcmillan McMillan. McMillan. Oh, Coach McMillan. <laughs> I didn't even know you were a baseball guy, Antonio. Hey, man. I hey, I I was a I was a shortstop in a in a center fielder, and I was playing shortstop for the longest. And you know, I had the style. You know, you you shortstop, you got to wear the bill cocked a little bit, and you, you got to look sweet when you're a shortstop. And then uh, my coach he. He felt like I, he needed me more in center field so I could chase down these fly balls. So I got moved to center field, but it was still, man, I I, I, I was a pretty good little baseball player. Now, I could have probably gotten a scholarship to go play baseball, but uh, baseball wasn't aggressive enough. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, but if you got on, okay, like on the percentages of you getting on first, would you still second automatically? I mean, would oh, that still- Second was automatic. But that was uh, second was automatic. My coach had the time. They didn't give me a signal. He just like he going he's going as soon as the first pitch is thrown. <laughs> I would have loved to see you play baseball. I would have loved to see you play baseball, um, Antonio. Let's look at this season, and then we'll let you get out of here, man, and uh, let you go call some coaches and just congratulations to you. But uh, look back at Alabama's season. How will you remember this twenty twenty three football team? Man, we had a we we actually. 
we actually had a football team, man, that, that, that actually had to find their identity. And once they finally found their identity, because I, I wasn't fortunate enough to be able to watch the game on the kickoff. I had to go back and watch replays of them because we were usually playing during the time. They were over at, uh, I'm in, in miles, so I had a chance to watch the games. And I think early on, when Texas beat us, we didn't have an identity. We were still trying to put guys in positions to see who fit where, but that loss to Texas and then uh, the, the close game against South Florida, I think, we, we finally said, okay, here's all the pieces we need to the puzzle. So-and-so needs to be here. So-and-so is here, and we're going to go, go with it and – I'm, I think they had a couple of players only meetings, and hey, once you had those meetings, and you find your identity, you find out what guys ought to be. We 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 got better. We got a lot better, and we became who uh, we supposed to be. We just just got to keep going, man. I, I I tell people all the time, we everybody upset, man. They upset with the center. They upset. I mean, you got to understand, man. Sometimes other schools recruit too. And sometimes when you got that you got that, that stranger on the other side that's a dog too, sometimes pressure can be tough. You got a you got a job to do and, and trying to get a, a snap back there and get to a a gap a, a guy that's just gapping. You and sometimes it can be that. I don't I mean, he wasn't as bad as everybody made him. He had a good game against Georgia snapping the ball. So we gotta learn, man, not to <laughs> We well, got, yeah, but you know the standard we, around here. I mean, it's like national title or bust. You don't win a national title, it's disappointing. Uh, and Coach Saban has taught yeah, us over that. That's true, but you know, <laughs> we don't. We can't be so hard to the point where we run good players off. <laughs> sure, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, let me ask you final, final question. Antonio Langer right now visiting with us, the newest member or will be enshrined in the College Football Hall of Fame, and I assume that will be out in Las Vegas. That's where the National Football Foundation has been doing it. I, I assume that will be in December. Yeah. Uh, 23rd player, 27th overall tied to the University of Alabama. But I want to ask you about T-Rob because we look at uh, Kevin Steele retiring yesterday as defensive coordinator. Not trying to speak for Coach Saban, but he's certainly in the running. Uh, a lot of people think it may be his job when you think about Tavarius Robinson. Look at the secondary job that he has done because look at the guys we lost last year. That was a strength of our team, especially with a freshman All-American like Caleb Downs. But uh, overall, look at that secondary and what T-Rob was able to do. Well, the good thing about being a coach is, a coach is when you when you walk into a situation you got good talent around you, you don't have to. You don't have to coach as hard. You you just need <laughs> you just make sure you keep them healthy <laughs> and and do the little things that you need to do. But T. Rob has done an excellent job and, and a superb job at Bama with the, with the secondary and getting those guys to understand what is expected out of them and, and, and what we what they expect them to be and how they expect them to conduct themselves. And I think he's he's done a a great job. Now the scary part becomes if he becomes the defensive coordinator, the plate becomes there's more food put on the plate now. So you got to make sure that you know he doesn't lose sight of of his guys while he's trying to prepare for a game every week. But let's just be honest. All he's gonna do is just all he's gonna do is call the defense that Nick put in front. Of him. <laughs> <laughs> true enough. True enough. <laughs> so uh, he just. 
let Nick sit in the office and get the game plan together there. They break it to him and they go over and then he just, he call it on set. <laughs> no doubt. Antonio, uh, Maybe you'll come down one of these days in the studio. We'd love a bit to take some phone calls and continue to salute you. We just wanted to hey. uh, celebrate your day, man. Thank you. Hey, Ryan, listen. All you got to do is just tell me one of these days you want me to come on, man. And I, I'm not, I'm not in the morning about 30 minutes away from Tuscaloosa. So yeah. I can get down and sit in on the show, man. I, I can feed you a good meal. I mean, I know, I know the good places to eat. Uh, uh, so well, you already won me over already. <laughs> Antonio, congrats, man, from all of us here in Tuscaloosa, man. We celebrate you, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Antonio Langham, two-time All-American at the University of Alabama and uh, played for Coach Nick Saban in the NFL. Uh, Matter of fact, as a rookie there for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Talked about Coach Oliver. Tell you what, man, he talked about Coach Oliver. He talked about Coach Stallings. Man, I about teared up. I mean, you you think about those two uh, and you think about the impact. You could hear it in Antonio Langham's voice, the way that those two had impacted him. That's special. That's what this place is all about. We'll continue with more of the game. Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Grilling so often. If you want to dominate the grill today or any day, go visit our friends at Mark's Mark in downtown Northport. I walk in there all the time. There's new things added, whether you're trying to amp up the spice cabinet or whether you're going in for a great ribeye, a salmon swirl, a chicken swirl, which is that's what they're home of since 1978. The seafood entrees, the great cheesecake, the great pies that are made here locally in Alabama, the Blue Spring Living Water. You'll find it at Mark's Mark in downtown Northport under that Roll Tide Bridge, go see the friendly folks at Mark's Mark downtown Northport under that Roll Tide Bridge. Alabama Credit Union, feel good about your money. AlabamaCU.com, the mobile app makes banking so much more convenient. All the mobile deposits, many times you don't even have to go into the bank to manage your money, whether we're talking about checking, savings, mortgage, home equity loan, financing a vehicle. And remember, Roll Tide, show your pride with the official credit card of the University of Alabama Alumni Association, AlabamaCU.com, Alabama Credit Union with great branches all over West Alabama. And throughout the state of Alabama, Alabama Credit Union. Now, this hour is West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Last night's downpour has definitely been felt by the area. Overnight rainfall and high winds left over 6,500 Tuscaloosa County residents without power. Alabama Power and Electric Co-ops hope to have the majority of outages restored by the end of today. The Alabama Department of Transportation will soon be getting fully replacing the Skyland Boulevard East Bridge over the railroad tracks in Condale, which will lead to lane closures this upcoming summer. For these stories and more, check out TuscaloosaThread.com. Get 24-7 local news coverage and sports updates when you Download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice-daily email newsletters. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy, windy, and colder this afternoon. The chance of a few sprinkles through the evening hours. Temperatures falling into the mid-40s this afternoon. Clearing late tonight below 32. A brighter day tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high at 49. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 43 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Light up those phone lines on the game with Ryan Fowler. 205-342-9904. You're inside the game on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, where did we go? Days when the rains came. 
Antonio Langham back at the uh, capstone uh, as he gets into coaching. I know he's been in high school coaching. Now he's in the college side of things. Uh, could you imagine uh, that energy? Uh, received a message a couple of minutes ago. Just it's contagious, right? It, it just is. I mean, it's 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 like you cannot have because I think one time I remember Jay Barker, his teammate, asking him uh, here on the radio station where we had uh, the Jay Barker show with Lars and Antonio, and he said, Do "You ever have a bad day?" Because you don't ever sound like you have a bad day. And uh, Antonio Langham is a guy that represents the University of Alabama. And you think about a two-time All-American here in Tuscaloosa. I uh, also want to remind you about Southern Owl House, 1530 McFarland Boulevard. 1530 McFarland Boulevard. Uh, Burger Day every Tuesday. Today, it was the chopped cheeseburger. That's where I went. Uh, chopped cheeseburger. Um, the Salsa Verde Burger. Salsa Verde Burger. How do you say that? Verde is it salsa verde? Is that the way you say it? Verde. 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 Verde burger. I didn't have that one, but it did look pretty solid. Patty melt. I can trust you on the patty melt. Uh, bacon cheddar ranch tarts, regardless of what that would be. Uh, then tomorrow, Baja fish tacos. Uh, fried pork. Fried pork loin plate. Uh, Baja fish tacos, prime ribs, smoked pork chop. It is Southern Alhouse, 1530 McFarland Boulevard, 1530 McFarland Boulevard. Lunch and dinner options always. Also think about catering, 205-248-7500, 205-248-7500. Go over and see Brett Garner, the executive chef, Justin Cow, and all the amazing wait staff at Southern Alhouse, uniquely Southern Pub. You'll find it right there. Let's go to Robert in Brookwood, then we'll go to Tommy and Romulus. We do have two lines available at 205-342-9904. How are you, Robert? Good afternoon. You're in the game. Regardless of how you trip, might win. It's always good to be back home in Alabama, isn't it? Oh, let me tell you. Uh, I walked up to two state troopers um, out at the Rose Bowl, and I said, I've been out here for a week. Y'all just don't realize how much that Alabama, you know, the little, little patch on their shirt, because I know both of them. And I uh, walked up to him. I said, man, y'all just don't realize, good to see the word A-L-A-B-A-M-A on something. I mean, I've been out there. It's like you're trapped in another country. Not much deer hunting in L.A., are they? Um, no, no. I was fixing to say something smart. But, yeah, there was a statue. I, actually, of a though, uh, once you get up in the mountains. There is. Beautiful uh, part there, of the there, state. I had a friend, or not really a friend, but I worked with him for a long time. He lived out there, and he said, Certain times of the year, he could drive two hours <clears throat> east of L.A. and go snow skiing that morning in the mountains and then come back in the afternoon lay out on the beach. And that's great weather. <laughs> but the only thing about two hours is it's like 25 minutes. It takes forever, Robert, to go anywhere. I mean, like for here to Brookwood, how far is Brookwood from Tuscaloosa? I can leave and in 18 minutes I can be at uh, the baseball stadium. Okay, 14 minutes, that's, a, that's probably a 90-minute 18, 18 minutes. Okay, yeah. well, that, that's probably a 90-minute drive in L.A. Yeah. I mean, you, you think about the number of people. Now, somebody said this yesterday to me. Double the state of population, okay, double Alabama's state population in one county. That's what L.A. County's like. Oh, man. So you double Alabama and then you put it in one county. 
Yeah, I mean, Alabama's population is what, 3 million, 500,000, maybe A little closer to that. And uh, probably four and a half, I think, is where we're at. So, hey, by the way, Robert, uh, one more thing, real quick. I know we like to salute those former players. Um, Bart Starr, the late Bart Starr, won five, wow. 16 seasons, quarterback uh, Bart Starr won five NFL championships, including Super Bowl MVP honors in both Super Bowl one and two. Uh, he would have turned 90 years of age on this day. We honor great him. man of integrity. Yes, he was. Yeah, just wanted to make sure we salute uh, Bart Starr. Uh, a good uh, uh, what's that verse in Proverbs? Uh, a good li- a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. Rich man may die, not many people remember him, but man, if you develop a good name during your life, people always remember it. Wow. Think about that. Uh, Newton and Bart Starr, Gene Stallings. You know, I know he's still with us, but they've all developed a good name, you know, so that's what people are going to remember. That's what we should all shoot for, you know. We love football, it's all secondary, but we better kind of, a lot of people going to remember us but one day when they talk, you know, talk over our funeral. Real quick, uh, I'm going to start the year off good. I'm not going to rant, so I hadn't ranted in a while anyway. But I just get a little aggravated Alabama fans that wanted to run Pete Gold and tar and feather him out of town. And now some of them are on Facebook or or, 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 or this or that saying, bring him back. He went 11-2 and at Ole Miss. He went 11-2 at Alabama, but it still cost us a playoff and a national championship. It's amazing Alabama fans, some of them, isn't it? I'm not a big Pete Golding guy. Uh, I think Alabama's defense was much better in one year under Kevin Steele. Um, they were. We played better. We tackled better. We lined up better. Penalties, penalties were down this year too. Confusion, pass interference, getting our head turned around. That's a big start. Uh, penalties no. were down a lot this year, and that's what I was impressed with. Yeah, Pete can stay in Ole Miss for all I'm. Uh, <laughs> you ask me. With well, eleven and two at Ole Miss gets you a parade. Eleven two at Alabama, you just grumbling. So there's a big difference. Well, he actually stays. He he doesn't stay in Ole Miss. He stays in Tunica. Is where he stays. <laughs> Did I just give that Tunica. away? I can't believe I said that on the air. Oh, man, Shame on, on me, Ryan. Shame on me for telling the truth. Well, I, I hear they can't get him out of the casinos. Is what I what I heard. But uh, anyway, I'm glad he's their problem and not ours. Yeah. He just had to have that taco. I got. I didn't watch the game because I just, I just had no interest. I actually saw this morning, got the TV on, saw that Michigan won the way they won, and I thought, you know, Alabama, here's another national championship blown. You could easily beat Washington. You had a seven point lead with four and a half minutes to go in the game. And That's what hurts the most, them. Robert. That's what hurts, brother. I mean, it, it was right within our grasp again with a team that was a bunch of overachievers. We're supposed to win that, and we could have had another one. And I, I mean, we probably got seven under saving. I bet we've got five that we could have had. He ought to be up to about 12 national championships at Alabama, to be honest. Well, th- think about this. Our Alabama's played in, in national titles, we've played six titles as far as this new system that we've played okay we've won three we've lost three other than the butting the butt kicking we took out in santa clara the pick play 2016 what 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 really lost that game nick saban fired lane kiffin seven days prior to the game 
I mean, offense can do not delay the game. Yeah. Uh, Sark forgot that we had more than one running back uh, once Bo Scarborough went down. And then you think about that game last week. I mean, fourth and two. Mm. 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 God, that stinks. I mean, did no one I don't blame right Kevin Steele, though. He, he had what he had to work with. And, 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 and like I said, I, to me, I, I, I'm not dissatisfied in a sense that I've always said it's going to be harder and harder to win. But anytime you can beat Georgia and knock that bunch out of it, they can say what they want. We'd have beat Michigan. I'm not so sure they would have. I don't know. You can say they're a great team, but they're such a great team. Why didn't they just blow us out of the water? I'll tell you why. Because they're intimidated by Alabama. They are. Kirby Smart's a nervous wreck when he plays Alabama. The more it's going to get harder and harder for them to win one. He's one in five, and the pressure is mounting to beat Bama. And if he doesn't do it this year in September, I promise you they're going to be a lot of grumbling among Georgia fans. Not to get rid of him, but there's just going to be a lot of grum, and it's just going to get harder and harder and harder to beat somebody. I think you're spot on, Robert. I think you're spot on. You know, if I was a Georgia fan, I'd be going, man, can we ever get over that hump? I mean, he's got him one time, one time. And I think when he coaches, he coaches with the pressure. That's just another level. I mean, yeah. he didn't, I mean, he coaches so tense in that game. He makes more you mistakes. Can tell. Yeah, you can. He makes a lot of mistakes. And I think to this day, Ryan, and I'm glad he did it, but what was it, 20, when did he do the fake punt? What year was that? I, at, at midfield, no, that, with that three was, minutes to yeah. go in the game. That was 2017 when Alabama won second yeah, 26. Yeah, and he threw his quarterback under the bus. Chase, what's his name, the Bears Justin quarterback Fields, now. Justin Fields. Yeah. Well, he, he, so he, he, he just coaches totally different. I, I, I'm he, happy to keep well, doing it, Kirby. Robert, in kind of a way, he threw his other guy under the bus this year. Who's that? I mean, he talked about a freshman linebacker. Oh, Nick Saban oh, would yeah. never do that, man. Never. I guess that's the difference between a class. And well, Kirby, Kirby, yeah, it is. Kirby's not like Jimbo Fisher, but still, they grab and complain. They they should have been in, and no doubt they probably were one of the four best teams. But that's not. The, I mean, I guess that we just had an unusual series of events this year. There's a lot of undefeated teams, or so probably wouldn't have been no question. Georgia would have been back in, but regardless, we was in. We weren't supposed to be there. It's been a great year. I'm happy. Let's hope basketball wins tonight. Big game at home against South Carolina. It will be. And we'll have the uh, call coming up at 6 p.m. We'll hand off to the pregame show coming up at 5. Thank you, man. Thank you, brother. Have a good day. Right back to you. We'll go to Tommy and Robin. It's coming up in a couple of minutes. Jared in Houston, Texas. We'll get to you and a lot more. Coming up next, T-Town Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC. Your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. We're starting to get in the thick of your rush to home, and we've got a little something to talk about here. If you're traveling in Tuscaloosa County, 2059 Westbound before Buttermilk Road, you do have an object in the roadway. Watch out for that. Could be something sharp. And also McFarland Boulevard. You've got a fender bender affecting both the east and westbound lanes near Rice Mine Road. And so, of course, that's going to cause some heavy traffic for you at this point. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Tammy Tom. Rumsey Environmental, serving the sound of my voice with waste removal services, portable toilet services, construction debris removal containers customized to fit your job site. Maybe it's remodeling. Maybe it's the storage containers. We did this about a year ago, moved all of our furniture into a storage container, brought out the construction debris removal containers. They customized to fit your job site. 
When you talk about when you have to know it's being done right, that's the time to call Rumsey Environmental, 205-248-0002, 205-248-0002. Rumsey Environmental, a one-stop shop serving West Alabama for all of your waste removal needs. CPA 527 Main Avenue in downtown Northport. Small business and personal income taxes, payrolls, sales tax needs. They can also help you with nonprofit or church accounting or auditing in business since 1999 they work for you not the irs when you take on taxes you got to have someone on your side it's don wada cpa 205-345-5595 205-345-5595 don wada cpa the official accountant of the game stay up to date with the crimson tide local high school sports and bama in the pros right here on tide 100.9 Center Urgent Care Family Medicine, no appointment necessary. The super doctors who live and work in our area, MedCenterUrgentCare.com. The online check-in significantly reduced the weight. So if you're a little under the weather, injuries, occupational health, or maybe it's just sports physicals, either location can serve you, whether it's Northport, right there on McFarland Boulevard, North River, right off Ricevine Road, Hoover off Highway 150, the original in the Lowe's Shopping Center here, it's MedCenterUrgentCare.com. Fayette, also Demopolis, super doctors who live and work in our area. We greatly appreciate them for being a part of our show. Let's go to Tommy and Romulus. Tommy, good afternoon. You're in the game. How are you, Ron? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm great. I have enjoyed listening to all the great future Hall of Famers for college football like Langham. I just really, I'm happy for him. It's a great moment for Alabama football and all this. Uh, it's a very good show. I'm very happy. And uh, One, we don't need to start to panic. So Michigan won the national championship. Whoopie-doo. Like my brother just said, whoopie-doo. But deep down, you know deep down, they got doubt about their self. I coach was suspended for six games. What are they going to say when he leaves for the pro this year or next year, two years down the road. Oh, he's, he's not coming back, Tommy. I know he's not, but, you know, what you going to say? Oh, we can win without him. We won a sixth game. But there's always going to be that doubt. Like, now the fear is going to come in. What happened in the NCAA come down and swift in? I don't think people care. I, I really don't. No, I think they don't. You're right. I mean, it's kind of like Auburn fans in 2010. Do you think they – they look at it and go, well, man, that, that was a that was a you know a blemish. No, it, yeah, but but they did. The, the mind can be a powerful tool, man. Oh yeah, and it, the only school got penalized for doing something like that. I think it was called USC. They got stripped by the national championship and the Heisman Trophy one. Only time in history you can talk about all the other great Heisman Trophy at USC. Yeah, like oh OJ Simpson. Yeah, led the. Oh yeah, forget that he was proven innocent. But you know. The tarnish, the image, is always going to be in back of the little psyche of your mind. And it's going to be in that. And if he leaves, and two years from now, they only win. They go 500. But we won the 2023 National Championship. 
I mean, you destroy your program or tried to, or you broke the rules. How do you no, celebrate? I mean, cares. be You're honest, right. though. I mean, cares. how do you celebrate that? Yeah. But I'm going to tell you this. If my mama did what they did, you don't think Brando would be having a baby online. He'd be the first male to have a child on radio. I mean, you know, he would be having a baby or a duck or a cow, whatever you want to call it. He'd be just throwing things up. And on Paula, he'd be another one. And five mom, all them, yeah, yeah. Yeah, them ESPN people, they ain't nothing but... I can't imagine the meltdown if Alabama had been doing this. Well, I just named you three, but you think, and I haven't got to the one from, the other one from Georgia, the other one from Florida, Durham, and all this. I mean, it just, oh, my God. I mean, you get you get Pat Dye to raise up from the grave and clap his hands three times. He'd be so happy. I mean, come on. I know that was a mean shot, but, you know, you know, what do you expect from cheating programs? I mean, let's move on. Let's get Jay, the guy that, had, I mean, make him the defensive coordinator. He earned a shot. I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to disagree with one you call it. For God's sake, I don't want Pete Golden. And the second one, I don't want no co-offensive, I mean, no co-defensive coordinator. We had that one time under Dubos at offense. Oh, my Lord, we went three and nine. No, thank you. Three and eight. No, thank you. I want somebody to be in charge. Everybody knows their road. You want coach linebacker, coach linebacker. You want coach defensive line, coach defensive. You want coach secondary. Do you know your expertise and do your job? If you do your job, you're gonna get promoted. So I mean, as simple as that. So yes, I'm still disappointed, but you know, it's just like we shot ourselves on our own foot. And like my brother just said, he won't talk to you, but it's time to get over. Let's get ready for retreating, wrestling retreating season, see who we can get in the portal, and let's get ready for spring. Hey, I saw where they were having tryouts at Alabama. I uh, wonder what they're trying out for. You, you know anybody that could play? 6'2", 225, runs a 4'4". I mean, anybody out there? Well, it ain't going to be me and you, I can tell you that. Sorry to bust your bubble, but... You know, I mean, I, I wasn't counting on myself. I was looking more like. Uh, well, I made a joke to somebody, and they'd like to have a stroke over and say, Oh, you can't be serious. I'm like, Why not? I said, We need a running back. Derrick Henry, and, you know, in the thing, he got one year eligibility. Let's get Derrick Henry to come back for four or five million dollars. He's not going to get that much more than that. Let's go win a national championship. Why not? They don't seem like there's no rules and no enforcement. Let's go bring Eric, I mean, bring him back for one year. Let him play his senior year. He can finish the degree if he hasn't finished, and he can get paid. I mean, win-win for everybody. We win an answer championship. Win-win. That's all that matters, right? There it is. It's just, it's just getting a bit of joke about this. NIL money is just like... Well, I mean, come on. I wish we did, you know, and I may, that may be my goal and New Year's resolution. Quit calling it NIL. It's not NIL. It's pay-for-play. It's pay-for, yeah. All right, well, well, let me ask you this. I thought about this listen to the show when I was listening to you coming back from Ali today. Um, 
you know, you got all these players that transfer in. All right, the Johnson kid who was at A&M, him and his brother went to North Carolina. All right, that's his third school in five years. All right, the quarterback that left Clemson went to Oregon State now is at Florida State. I'm going to ask you this. They might be getting money, and it's just so wonderful they not get mistreated. I don't think they are going to be ready when it comes to the NFL. I think we're going to have a weaker NFL because you haven't gone through a process. You haven't gotten. It does. It does have to impact development. It's got to. Coach, it's got. You see it. You see the one and done in college basketball. Kentucky and some of these oh, they got the five best five stars in America. They said they won one year or maybe two. And they don't get past the Sweet 16. I'm like. Alabama got a bunch of nobody. Alabama had moved up in the world basketball, but when we get to the Sweet 16 or don't get past it, we disappointed. I mean, are they just mad they follow their coach up there? I mean, it just, I think it's watering the game down. Uh, I'm not going to play. I'm demanding more money. I hate to say this. This is going to trickle down into high school football. Very seriously. If I'm a 1A three-star playing a 1A League in Alabama, Mississippi, or Arkansas, Tennessee. I'm going to see yep. the school board. Well, yep. I want to go to a 4A or 5A so I can be a better five star. You deny me an opportunity to improve my skill and go to the NFL or college football, and like, and the kid can't read or write. I mean, we have lost our priorities. I'm sorry. That makes me an old man. Yes, I am. I'd like to know that. Well, and we'll talk academics another day. I'd like to know how you graduate. Because every time you transfer, you lose credits. Seems like somehow yeah. they're picking up credits. I don't know if they get them in the NIL world or, hey, come here. We'll give you 30 free credit hours. I don't know how it works. but It's, it's not about education. All right. you well, remember, what was the rule? Was, i got to run right here. Was I'm, I'm, I'm I know you got to go. What was the rule real quick? Proposition 48? Yeah, Prop 48. Yeah. Eric Curry was a student, but he didn't take the core curriculum right. to go to college and high school. I gotta run, I gotta to run, Tommy. I'm at right, 15. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, we'll continue. We'll stop right here. Chuck Norwood serving over 1,900 families in 32 years. Alabama Gulf Coast. It is chucknorwood.com. 251-948-1212. Buy and selling experience counts. Full-time agents to help your real estate needs. Chucknorwood.com. Chucknorwood.com. 251-948-1212. We'll continue with more of the game next. Tide 100.9-1230 WTBC, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy, windy, and colder this afternoon. The chance of a few sprinkles through the evening hours. Temperatures falling into the mid-40s this afternoon. Clearing late tonight below 32. A brighter day tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high at 49. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 42 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Southern Owl House, 1530 McFarland Boulevard. Eat Southern, be Southern. All the biscuit sandwiches is the great southern cuisine like the bacon wrapped meatloaf, the fish and taters, all the great sandwiches like the yard bird, the great salads, the daily lunch and dinner specials Monday through Saturday at Southern Owl House. We've also opened up an additional part of Southern Owl House and expanded with our catering needs there to fulfill what you're looking for. 205-248-7500. Ask for Taylor. 205-248-7500. 
catering from a small party to a large corporate event, Southern Owl House, 1530 McFarland Boulevard. With only 43 seconds remaining, facing a fourth and goal from the 31-yard line at Jordan-Hare Stadium, quarterback Jalen Milrow finds himself under immense pressure, scrambling to connect with Isaiah Bond in the corner of the end zone for a miraculous come-from-behind victory over Auburn. The jaw-dropping 27-24 result came on the 10th anniversary of the kick six. Daniel Moore is proud to announce 4th and 31, his upcoming oil painting featuring the now-famous Gravedigger play. New Life Art is now accepting pre-orders for limited-edition fine art prints and canvases of 4th and 31. See the preliminary pencil sketch for the artist's full-color painting at danielmoreart.com. Pre-order your artwork now by calling 1-800-735-2787 or by visiting danielmoreart.com. It's the longest-running sports show in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to The Game with Ryan Fowler on Tide 100.9. Water, Blue Spring Living Water. You can find that at Publix. You can find it at Mark's Mark in downtown Northport Blue Spring Living Water, courtesy of Waterway. We'll also have your water delivered right to you. It's something that we have done in the last six months. We're drinking more water because it's easy, right? Blue Spring Living Water, source uh, bottled right there at the source. 300 year, years from source to sip. Uh, purified in northern Alabama, bottled right there. It's homegrown, great water, uh, bluespringlivingwater.com, bluespringlivingwater.com. Let's go to Jared in Houston. Jared, good afternoon. You're in the game. Man, Ryan, I was just thinking it's a big good thing I call you on my way home in the evening because all you talk about is food, fish and taters and California pizzas. And if you did a morning show and I had to listen to all that on the way to work, I don't think I could make it to lunch. Well, that's my goal. That's my goal. That's I'm, what I'm. You know, hey, sell food, man. Dreamland. I mean, I, I get every time I come home in the evening, I got an appetite when I get home. Well, that's so my I, yeah. That's I'm my goal. Right. That's that's part of it. Just kind of amping it up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. So how's it going in Tuscaloosa? Y'all get a bunch of rain? We got a ton of rain. Got still got some uh, power outages uh, still there. A lot of trees down. A lot of trees down. So. Uh, yeah, we had a bunch of rain here uh, last night about 7 o'clock. It started whipping up pretty good. Wind was blowing about 40, and I had I got a bunch of acorns in my yard. I don't have any trees down, but it knocked every acorn in my tree out on the ground. And uh, But we, we got three or four inches of rain, but it, it turned out to be a beautiful day today. It, it did here, Hopefully, but it was windy. It was windy, very, very windy here. Yeah, wind's still blowing here, but but it turned out to be just a pretty sunshiny day, man. Jared, what's anyway, on? What about what's on your what mind? About, uh, what about our defensive coordinator, man? I, you know, Kevin Steele. I, I know he's retiring, um, but golly, bum, we sure don't need no Pete Golding back. I, it, are people actually talking about wanting to bring that? Well, and, back? and what Robert said is is true. There's people out here talking about. Well, maybe just go get Pete Golding. Maybe that's the easiest thing to do. Oh, I've only got Lord, about two minutes right here. I got to squeeze in one more call. But no, Lord, that's no. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we don't need none of that. You know, we got some guys on staff that could get promoted. I don't, I'm not trying to claim I have a crystal ball and know anything, but, you know, you've got, uh, you got a couple guys on staff. You got one guy's an analyst. Um, Charlie Strong. His name, right? Charlie Strong. Good defensive mind, always, you know, pretty solid. But there's, there's guys out there. So Nick Saban, I promise you, has a plan. Absolutely. He probably, he probably knew this was going to be the case when he hired him. 
And uh, I think he already started grooming somebody. I think it's T. Rob. I'll be shocked if it's not. I, I would not doubt that for one minute. Yep. I was just fixed that you took the words out of my mouth. So we'll see what happens. I'm, I, I, I I trust Coach Saban I'm, to figure it out. You I'm know, out of time, Jerry. We'll do it, man. So Thank anyway, you, man. But anyway, have a have a good afternoon. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely, Jared in Houston. Ellis, uh, last duck through the hole. Good afternoon, Ellis. You're in the game. Good afternoon, Ryan Fowler. Who do you want as a defensive coordinator? Well, I texted you and told you. But oh, you I guess you've seen it. I just been no. too busy. Uh, well, he's already there at Alabama. And who is that? What y'all? Who you been talking about? You just talked about him just then. Yeah, T. Rob. T. Rob. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I think it'd be a hundred percent. I'd love to see it. We, uh, you know, everybody's hollering. Sure, that uh, crap don't need Pete Golden. You know, but uh, uh, that's what I'm hoping for. Get ready to watch the basketball game. I'm cooking supper right now. I got some what are you cooking? grilled chicken coming off the pellet grill tonight. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Grill's been going, boy. I mean, how'd you win that Rectech grill, Ellis? Uh, I think I won a couple, two or three times, a small prize package. And then, and then the grand prize package. So. And then the grand prize. We got so, a handoff to see it TSCN in just a couple of minutes, man. Uh, save a piece of chicken for us, man. Yeah, and I got some homemade cornbread, too, I'm making. Are you good at making homemade cornbread? Yes, I got. I cook it with butter inside. Of. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Thanks, Ellis. <laughs> All right, we'll try. We remind you that we call this program the game, and the only way that you win the big game, the game of life, is to walk daily with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Good night, T Town. We're starting to get.